0: hello friends happy friday and happy fishing friday to everyone out there it, that was that was a lovely um, rendition of the Inoshima dance. I, 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 I banged my
1: hand while doing it. Seven out of so. ten. I managed to injure myself <laughs>
0: while doing it. Uh, and I almost broke my uh,
1: headphone uh, my headphone cord as well. So I'm getting all of my bad camera and bad luck out of the way. This just means that my house doesn't, like, explode while doing this. Or, you know, I don't get attacked by ninjas or something. So trust me, I, I'm totally okay with it. I'm totally okay with embarrassing myself like that at the, at the start. Get it all out. Get it all out
0: just uh don't give us the stonefish face and uh oh god it, it, i i'm worried hmm. that is that your casting hand because that could be very problematic by, by casting hand do you think i'm a wizard yeah <laughs> not that kind of casting you're
1: when you cast the fishing line who's <laughs> to say that
0: fishermen aren't wizards though doc come on <laughs> oh, wizards of the sea yes indeed um with their, their magics with the bait. Yeah. And, uh, they, they
1: they pull fish out yeah. of the giant hat that is the ocean in the same way that one would pull rabbits.
0: <laughs> it's true. The giant hat that is the ocean. Listen, it might is, it is a little bit of a black box, isn't it? I mean... Oh, 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 oh. Who, again, who knows knows what black, the fuck goes black on?
1: Black box, Bermuda effects. We're all linking things together. It's all tied in now. Oh, my
0: God. <laughs> I mean, it's... I heard that we know more about, like, the moon than we do about the ocean in terms of and that may be because there's just a lot more of the ocean hmm. but I found that a wild kind of statistic, you know because we've had access to the ocean for a long time and yeah. it's still mysterious and cool good evening gogo atomic robot uh, and other patrons that may or may not be lurking um, in, the, Ahoy, in, in the ocean as it were <laughs> Yes, indeed for the the um that, that's where that's where all the Lovecraftian things come well, the, from, you, ultimately, you, John, you, well, is the ocean. The
1: funny thing is, like, I basically decide now that Storytime is going to be called uh, Shadow over Enoshima. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I mean, look. Look, right.
0: Look. Uh, anime ends mouth. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I mean, okay, look. It's actually best than Shadow over end's mouth for a couple of reasons. One of which is it's not racist, which is a start. You know? Thank you for that, Lovecraft. Two thumbs up. Yep, always always a good start. Uh, it's a lot more light-hearted and it doesn't end with Oh my god, creepy thing came and ate me! Blah, blah, blah. Like I have a contentious relationship with Lovecraft in that I've read the Necronomicon. Uh, his novel, not the actual Necronomicon because, uh, you know... Just, just, just to clarify. And my reaction to it, was, my reaction to it was, okay, these stories are good, but he just really has one shtick over and over. No, he has two: uh, rampant
0: racism and also just, you know, guy gets eaten at the end. So, I mean, one, one of them I can deal with. You know, one of them I'm okay with, and one of them not. You decide, viewer, which ones
1: based on what you know of me. If I was asking that question, they'd lean more to the other than me. <laughs> you know, they they did cuz of the way I look. <laughs>
0: no. Who like I can't remember which Lovecraft story I actually read. It was not Shadow over Rensmith. It was a different one. Was it was it was it and... the one About the Spooky Brown Temple or the Spooky Black Temple? I don't think I don't know if there was a temple. I mean there was a seaside town with weird fish people in it and Oh, so it's a uh, Lovecraft story, time <laughs> Exactly. Was, I, I mean, Seaside Town, very... spooky, scary fish people. It yeah. was spooky fish people, like weird, invisible, Anx- eldritch monsters, anxieties, and, anxieties, and fears. Yeah, <laughs> the, those may or may not have have. I mean, on I was afraid. It was a spooky story. I enjoyed it a lot. possessed cult I like possess cult like possessed sailors. Who appear mm-hmm, on shore mm-hmm. one day inexplicably doing a strange
1: dance, weird it, it, choreographed it's, it's, movements. It's So strange how if you just literally took Story time as a show and just t- shifted the tone ever so slightly, you would literally be looking into you know the the moor of Riley, however you pronounce it. You know the, the sunken mm. city
0: where he with a thousand faces sleeps. <laughs> exactly. Yes, it's like the world is really just a dewdrop on. The flower that is the actual world, and one day that dewdrop is going to slide and fall and burst yep. on the surface of the actual world. <laughs> it's just some ridiculous. I I actually really enjoy that sort of shit. I mean, I realize that the author problematic, right? I mean, but I think we all kind of can. At this point, many many people have like accepted that and still look to those works for different kinds of inspiration mm-hmm. and. You know, we can we can have relationships with troubled works and troubled authors. It is possible. Yeah,
1: nothing troubled about Storytime though. It's all good
0: for now. Da-da-da. Oh, don't, we'll don't, see. don't! <laughs> no, no, not if Duckoo has anything Duck-goo. to say about it. Ah. Uh, by the way, we haven't actually done formal introductions. We pre- this do- might be the longest well, we've well, gone well, well, in a while. Well, before you do, it, do, you, do you, when, you, when you say
1: Duckoo, do, do you mean the man Quack?
0: A <laughs> joke was f- utterly foul. <laughs> Sorry, I'll put it on. Utterly fat foul.
1: No, I'm, I'm not making any more jokes. Like they're all spinning in my head right now, <laughs> and it's taking a lot of restraint. And I'm gonna hold it. I'm gonna hold back.
0: So uh, let's crack on to instructions as you say. Okay, no. let's Let us let us crack on. Indeed. So, um, folks, this is Watery Dash Show, an anime podcast that is so bad. So, so bad. It's a uh, terrifying gas, uh, Lovecraft. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, or worse. But we think that can be good, and we hope you do too. I am the subtle doctor, mm-hmm. and along for the ride, as always, is uh, my, you know, if I am captaining the boat this week, this is my loyal first mate, uh, the guiltiest gear, the mount, the chromius dome, Shadon. Good evening, everyone. I hope you're all doing well. I have finished work for a week. I have
1: escaped spreadsheet hell. Take that. Just, just yeah. beat the final boss. I'm gonna spend most of this coming week in a vegetative state known as sleep. It's gonna be great.
0: That is excellent. I was gonna to try to make like a Hades kind of joke where you this you finally did the run where you cleared, you beat the final spreadsheet. Yeah.
1: I I, fi- I, I finally requested paid time off.
0: <laughs> the, fi- <laughs> so, yeah. the final the boss be-
1: requesting the paid be- time off. <laughs>
0: What build do you have to have to successfully request PTO?
1: You have you have to have not spent all your time off, paid time off. Exactly. This yes. Do you
0: have to resource effective resource management. Yeah. Right. Don't don't use those NP restorative potions until you need them. Mm-hmm. Too mm. too right. But we're here today to cover the Noitamina beloved classic sovitama We are talking specifically about episodes five through eight this is the second of a three part discussion series that is our second stream pod for patrons only a timed exclusive uh to use video game parlance and uh we are going to start it off as we usually do with patron questions Shadon, do we have patron quote we have patron questions correct we have one okay and it, okay. it's well, it's a
1: powerful one to start on because it's Because there's a moment in this block of episodes where I was just like, you didn't fucking just do that. You did just fucking do that.
2: Mm. But he
1: he did do that. And I will not dance around this issue anymore, or an dance around this issue. The question comes from Mirror on the Wall and goes thusly, Do you think Natsuki deserves to be slapped with a fish for slapping Sakura? Oofed. that fucking moment.
0: (laughs) That was a rough one, man.
1: All right. Look, let me. I think we need to provide a bit, a little bit of background here, or at least just to give you an insight into my way of thinking on this. Um, spoiler alert: uh, I think he should have been pushed off the boat with a concrete shoe on him. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> so okay, Sakura is Natsuki's younger sister, and Sakura is one of those characters in these shows where she's so pure it almost hurts. You know, she just wants a happy family. She spends all her time, like, in the preparation for Natsuki's birthday, prepping like these individual, like, you know, little wristbands, like, with the favorite colors of all the family members, uh, including Mm -hmm. their unfortunately deceased mum. And Natsuki has um, Natsuki's got issues with surrounding his family in that he has not yet progressed beyond the stage of grieving where he's come to accept that maybe his the rest of his family might have moved on a little bit, which is. Fine, you know, we'll discuss that hmm. later undoubtedly. Um and so he ends up having a fight with his dad on the boat, uh, when they go out for a fishing trip for his birthday, and Sakura Pipesman says, You're being a you're being a dickweed, please stop this. No, that's not her words, of course. She's too nice to use that kind
0: of language. Jerk and, is the, the subs I got.
1: Yeah, same here. Uh, and that results on Nichen no And that results in Natsuki slapping her uh, in a fit of rage, which <laughs> I mean, this would be God, like cuff him, yeah, <laughs> book him, lock away, the lock lock away the key. Holy shit! I, uh, I mean, if ever you like, if you pressed me to think of what Nazi could have done that was worse in that situation, there are things I probably could have thought of, but there wouldn't be many. <laughs> pulled
0: out a automatic
1: <laughs> weapon. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I
0: don't I, fucking know, right? I mean, yeah, I'm surprised. Accurate thrown didn't pull... Mari overboard. I'm surprised. <laughs> oh one.
1: Jesus! I'm surprised that Accurate didn't pull a gun on him. I Accurate mean, is confirmed to be packing. He had one. Yeah, Accurate yes. packing.
2: Exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, clearly this is like you know a cultural difference. Uh. But it's not really one that I'm super happy with, honestly. Um, you know, it, the fact that you know the his dad didn't sort of react and say like, "What the fuck, son?" Uh, I'm surprised sit your ass down. You should have punched him. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> if if I'd have been his dad's
1: shoes, I'd have I'd have knocked him to the floor for that. Uh,
0: it's it, like so. You know, no shade on any parents who do things differently. No, no, me on
1: parents who do anything differently. Mm-hmm. Exactly,
0: no you on on parents. Stay off the parents. Um, but I, I am like not a spanking person. We're not like a physical, uh, corporal punishment. I believe is the the phrase. Um, just because, like, the reading that we've done on it says that the the negatives far outweigh the positives and the positives of other forms of discipline um, actually are much greater and more like um, humane, not just humane but like affirming and helpful to like psychological growth and development. There's a really good book that we that we read called Discipline Without Distress if there are any parents out there that want to um, look into this approach but so I mean, I, I wasn't even, although I very much understood this scene much more, I wasn't even a fan of when Dad slapped all the boys when they found them can, can I, and then hugged them all. <laughs> I mean, I get it. That one I actually kind of get, can, right? Can, I mean, I, can I just a lot say, more sympathy for that. I,
1: I actually yeah. laughed at that moment because I'm an awful person. Mm-hmm. And do you know why I laughed? I initially thought he did it in one continuous motion. <laughs> yeah. It just went boom like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I really thought that was one continuous motion. So, like, I, I don't agree with your methodology, but I cannot disagree with
0: your style. (laughs) Exactly. Stylish dad. White bait slaps. (laughs) Um, But like, but yeah, I mean, at that moment, it's like, it's funny because during episode six, I wrote down like Natsuki becoming bland. Because like, for two episodes, he was just nice right? He was just like. I will affirm everything about Yuki, and I will be smiling all the time. Teach and... Right, <laughs> right. But like, at, which is like nice, you know, and comforting. But he kind of had a, a little bit of a story. At some, he was a troubled kid, and we weren't really getting any of that. And then it all came back tenfold in the last two episodes of this set. But yeah, I mean, I really hated it. Um, you know, Sakura did not deserve that. That's not behavior that i condone like to kids or grown people or whatever i mean dude shouldn't be slapping ladies in the face like Mm -hmm. i don't know man it was um it sucked it sucked real bad and uh natsuki needs to uh fucking hands and knees he's hands on his knees like this and he used to
1: basically it needs to be like the apology that tonagawa gives in kaiji where he's on that like you know burning like
0: plate (laughs) the the burning place of penance or whatever it's called yes Uh uh-huh uh-huh like it it's kind of the moment that you not the not the slapping of the little sister but when when sakura lays into him it's it's kind of what i wanted a character to say to um shinako in yesterday like but but you know it's a little bit different with her because she's a single person but like you know Natsuki, like fucking it's it's been years like you're sad you're grieving like i get it mm-hmm. there's a lot of emotion and hormones going on but you need to fucking like stop being an asshole yeah okay you need to like take steps to move on cuz everyone else is moving on well- and yeah. You're like being a huge piece of shit to everyone, mm. <laughs> and just fucking try. I'm not saying your feelings aren't valid, or you can't like, or, or, or you don't need help, or that it's not complicated and difficult. But like, you need to fucking try.
1: Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, try. I mean, the thing is as well, like that comparison with Shnarko, like in in her case, what was what the result of her inability to move on was? It was depressing her life. Mm-hmm. It was holding her back. But what's happening with Nasky here is that it's not so much really holding him back as it's holding everyone else back. He's constantly being the elephant in the room, so to speak. I mean, how many times uh, I've got to ask you this question, like, uh, because I think there's a very deliberate portrayal of, um, what was her name again, of of Mari in this show. First Mm -hmm. of which is, she's not really in it a lot. But mm-hmm. I think that's by design because we never, for example, see her in the family home or anything. Uh, not to my memory. But when we do see her, yeah. she's she's nothing but nice and pleasant. Like, if I didn't know, for example, that um, Natsuki, uh, like that Natsuki's mum had died, I or indeed, I didn't know who Natsuki's mum was, period, I would have actually assumed that Mari was the mum of the family. Because that's the role mm-hmm. that she fulfills. And indeed, you see her run up to Sakura when they find her again after she runs away. And it is... Beat for beat, exactly how I'd expect a mother to act. Yeah, uh, it's, totally. it's It slots imperfectly. perfectly. So it's interesting how the show doesn't show her that much, but what little we do get of her is completely contrary, of course, to how Natsuki feels about her, which is there's a very deliberate thing where he says, like, you know, it won't just be my family at my birthday, and then the shot immediately cuts right. to Mari joining Sakura, and the implication is clear that he does not view her as family as a result of that joining together, It's the good old Kuleshov effect. Good old Russian yeah.
0: filmmaking. Love it. <laughs> and there's like the the part when they finally find her and Natsuki is with, with her and it's like hugging her. And then Mari and dad comes up and he leaves mm-hmm. to let them have their moment. And like, man, that's... Oh, it's gonna be some awkward Thanksgivings. <laughs> yeah. Some awkward holiday times in the future. Can you imagine like a like Mari and Natsuki like bonding tri- trip? One <laughs> making them, I don't know, go to the store together to get groceries or I don't even know. Like Natsuki oh God, Natsuki, that's I tough. I
1: I know you're a legitimately great fish fisherman, so why do you keep hissing me with the line every time that you throw out the rod <laughs> like that? Uh, no, it's just a complete accident. It's a complete accident, I assure you. I'm not I, I don't mean I don't mean it. Um But I'll be getting more into Natsuki's situation later because i one of the great things about Story of is how it links and binds together all the characters' stories of each other. So Natsuki's uh arc here is not solely just for his benefit. It also ties mm-hmm. in particularly to what happens with Yuki as well, uh, which I found really interesting. It gives a reflection that. I think he's a very honest answer that the show says. Like, okay, look, what happens with Sakura? What happens with Natsuki? What happens with his father? What happens with Mari? It's horrible. It's horrible to watch. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: But it is the inevitable price that you pay sometimes for all the good that comes from having a family. Are you saying love is pain? oh always right right here right here or maybe that's because i not have my heart medicine but anyway maybe that's a thing um but no i think i think that that's what yuki says though like he says that hey i don't have a mum and a dad um and so he is in some way been spared all that grief if you want to call it that you know like at the times he would have otherwise rowed with his parents as they inevitably happen because you know that's happened i've rowed my parents a lot when i was a kid and no doubt you have too I've no, mm-hmm. I've no doubt, as much as I hate to say and this is not a reflection on your character or as a father anything, that you'll end up having brows with your kids. And that's because that's just oh, yeah. that's because oh, that's the yeah. inevitability of being a family. But that's part of the package, so to speak. And there's so much good that comes from it as well. Um And that's why Yuki ultimately laments the fact that he doesn't have what Natsuki has, even though he's just been through watching firsthand the incredibly awkward and horrible experience of a family imploding in on itself on one of their birthdays i'm jealous of your dysfunction yeah M- right. but if i think <laughs> if i think inherently most families are to some extent
0: a little dysfunctional I, mm. but like mm-hmm. i say there's perks. suite you know there's a lot of good perks with are you saying the human condition is an either or like mm. either you are destined to hurt each other when you try to get close to the ones you love, or be crushingly lonely.
1: I, I think you're right. I, I do have an <laughs> alternative way of putting it though, which is that basically families are one of two moves. It's either fuck yeah or fuck you.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's that. I think that's right. I mean, whether your family is like found or uh, or birth, you know. I mean, and it's we see Yuki. You know, he's kind of found his his place in the world, finally. Um, so so happy for this kid. Yeah. I'm so happy he got a couple of episodes to really just be affirmed <laughs> as a person. And and he's, you know, he's found it, but like you said, you know, even in a group like that, because you're close um, and you are a human who lives on Earth, you know, shit's going to happen and your bonds will be tested and you'll fight and it there will be pain involved, uh, and that's just the sad reality of human existence, right? Mm-hmm. It, it sucks, but I, I you wouldn't, know, it's, I wouldn't like call you it said, sad. It's part of the package. Yeah, I wouldn't call it sad.
1: I'd call it imperfect. I think that's the word I would personally use for it, because I think it's ultimately a net good. I mean, I'll be frank, like uh, for people who have listened to the podcast yeah. or a while, I mean, good
0: things probably come come out of it for sure. I mean, it's like a healthy thing about communicating, like yeah. fighting. You know, this is like studies, I guess, have been done. No, not I guess. I know <laughs> studies have been done on this. Studies on, have cou- become just his glasses there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, is, um, st- studies have been done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true that, like, fighting is like this good thing. It means conflict is happening, which means a lot of the time, you know, you're kind of resolving conflict like if there's if you're not fighting more than likely shit's just festering Mm -hmm. right and you're not like resolving issues that you have uh and coming to like a new a new good place from which you can stand together to move forward Mm -hmm. yeah i 100 agree
1: i mean just speaking personally from my own experience here i for people who again who might not have watch the podcast before checking out these particular episodes because, um, it's Sorry Tamron people are quite fond of it and maybe that could be very well an appeal for, like, listening to this first time. If you don't know my personal history without getting too much detail, my family is hmm, how do I put this politely uh, uh oof, it's a mess hmm. uh, I don't have any contact, for example, with my mother anymore, I haven't had for a couple of years uh, and resultantly it's because of that I don't have any contact with anyone on her side of the family either which basically leaves my regular side of my uh, my dad's side of my family, which is uh, me, my two sisters, my grandmother, uh, an uncle who I rarely see, uh, but that's fine. That's just how it is. Uh, and that's kind of it. <clears throat> I mean, we have extended family in Canada and stuff like that, but I wouldn't argue they strictly speaking count. Oh,
0: I had no idea. Yeah, I, I. You have some Canucks in your yeah. family. Yeah,
1: and there's also like a family like tree that's branched off, like from my great grandmother down in London. But again. Mm. For the purposes of this point, they're not people who I, of course, am intimately close to as family because I just simply don't see them very often, if ever. And that's just the nature of things. Um, And I, you know, for example, like over the past couple of Christmases have, uh, with the exception of the last one, uh, spent it like friends and such because my family, uh, that I do still have, unfortunately sometimes get into really nasty rows with each other. And... Mm -hmm. I will say, like, you know, seeing Yuki saying that, even though I'm not, of course, in the exact position he's in, where he's like, hey, I'd like a a family, even though it's like, you know, like, if they could tone down the row and I could have a proper whole family, like, where we all get together at Christmas and stuff and just do the usual Christmas shit, uh, I would really, really like that. Um, Mm -hmm. I can't, unfortunately, because that's the reality of things. Although, that being said, I am spending uh, Christmas this year, COVID notwithstanding, uh, with my two sisters, uh, and uh, one of them's husband's it's really awkward saying that because one of them's married and one of them's not so it just it always, I can never seem to string <laughs> sense together now, but you get the point uh, so it's not the end of the mm-hmm. world, but I would be lying if I said that in an ideal world I'd love to have a full-blown, like proper is your, your mom, here's your dad, is everyone's together and having a good time, and maybe there's a bit of awkwardness at Christmas, that always happens people always get stressed about cooking and shit like that but if that's the worst it gets so what um, mm-hmm. so I completely sympathise with Yuki's position here because it's but I should note by the way what I also really like about this moment again is that one thing we learn about what how Yuki has progressed since the start of the show is that someone who was previously so completely averse to conflict as he would avoid anything as so much as being just point sign class. Now it's actively seeking it out. Be it because he confronts Natsuki, something I could not see episode one Yuki doing whatsoever, that would be full-blown Stonefish face. He would be he'd be gone. He'd be off in the distance. Um, or. <laughs> he seeks out the idea of having an unpredictable element of a close family. Something that, you know, is gone from his life, and that provides a, in a twisted kind of sense, a certain sense of stability and predictability. I don't have a mum and a dad, so I'll never argue with them. You know? Um, but he now recognizes that he wants more unpredictability in his life, because that's what gives him the good moments.
0: hmm Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he I, I get, like I said, I'm so happy he's kind of found a place to belong, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's, because, you know, imagine if he had to leave in Oshima, like, because clearly we get the the inference we can make from episode one is that he's, he has moved around a lot. He's used to making goodbye and introductory speeches. Um, oh, we've got, we've got a call. I can just, I get. You no, know, we can let this, we can let this go. This is uh, something I'm very oh. happy to wait to send a voicemail. Oh, good. If I was going
1: to be a caller into our show, we're going to have to start answering questions.
0: <laughs> it's a live
1: call. Call, call, call
0: number
1: one, you're on the line. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, call number I one. About, I
0: have thought about doing this via Discord, and we could, depending on, you know, participation and things, but this is neither here nor there. What was I saying? We were talking about, um, oh yeah, no, but like if he had to if he had to leave in Oshima, I mean it would it would break his heart. Contrast that with him leaving the first school uh, that we saw him leave in episode one. Like he was, it was not a big deal. He was just worried about not making, not getting anxious and having a pan ta- panic attack in front of his classmates. I think it would be like way worse this time because. You know, like he said, he changed and he grew and he was challenged and, like, all these things that, like, come from, uh, you know, having relationships with people and growing up with people. Like, it's really, like, the episodes five and six of the show are, like, some of the most heartwarming stuff that I've seen in a minute. I mean, it was it's just so... Uh, it, g- it gives me faith. <laughs> it makes me feel good about life again. Yeah. have <laughs> F- hope for humanity and all of that.
1: Yeah. It, It's good to see him progress. And I also think it's interesting to see how, like, you'd think that his progression would be something that would continue all throughout the show. And no doubt we're going to still have moments where, as the shit proverbially hits the fan, as it is starting to Mm -hmm. at the end of episode eight, that he
0: will, you know, the the duck shit,
1: he'll potentially feel like, oh, God, I can't handle this. Uh, And who would really, you know, when there's, well,. Like
0: I said, shadow over uh, Enoshima. Here, we're, g- we're getting yeah. to that point. Um, yeah. We haven't seen him stuck in a water cube in four episodes or, or more. No, but you got if, maybe you know maybe it's coming back, and he'll have to he'll have to try to step through it. Well, you well know, or be pulled through it. Well, consider the consider the uh, thematic parity here
1: in that when we see him stuck in the water cube, that controls his actions because it forces mm-hmm. him to flee, and now we literally find out that in the world of Suritama. Uh, there is a means for which for the aliens to control people through water. So if he falls mm-hmm. into that ocean, he's fucked. <laughs> I, I, don't, I mean, I'm not. I'm not even kidding here. Like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and that will lead into a talking point I'm going to have in a little bit about how amazingly uh, holistic this show is with every single <laughs> bit of its setting uh, that it uses to get like to tie in like the wider ideas of like anxiety uh you know and coming overcoming conflicts and growth with you know all it's like the seaside and whatnot but i'll save that for later
0: very good well who sent in the the patron question that we've been that would be that would be mirror on the wall oh that's right you did mention that thank you very much mirror shouts to you we appreciate that thank you and if you if uh if you listening on the free side think to yourself i'd like to ask these boyos a question about suritama or other things um head on over to patreon.com slash w-a-r-u-i-d-e-s-h-o-u and subscribe there we have three budget friendly tiers This particular show, Sotitama, we are covering for second stream, and you can subscribe to that to hear all the second stream uh, pods immediately when they're released. See the live streams, ask us questions about Suritama or, you know, Suritama related uh, business that we have to answer on the air live and give a substantive answer. If you want all that uh, and more, subscribe at the of Money $3 tier uh, or check out the others. Uh, And see which option works for you. So now we come to the talking points, Shadon. Oh, man. So I will lead off with the first one because it's. I don't know if I have like a lot of like really just like. Deep, deep shit. I mean, I'm looking forward to responding to what you said. <laughs> oh, I'm
1: jealous. I'm jealous that you you don't have a lot of deep, deep shit. There's oh, are you not fr- a lot of deep, are you, are deep. deep you afraid, shit. Are you afraid to personal things here? Or are you talking just about notes? <laughs> uh, per-
0: perhaps both. Is this is this a, um, is this a rap
1: lyric? I don't I don't have deep, deep shit. But by God, this song's going to be a hit. Word. Oh, Doc Doc's sliding out of frame. There is, is the is the gravity tilted. Did the, the gravity I don't tilt? Know. It
0: did. <laughs> I don't, that someone rocked the boat. Uh, uh, we is is it that, is that person calling you for who, who, who rocks the boat? Um, I don't... It, it is... Uh, my, my caller ID says it's some church. I have no idea what this is. It's, it's, it's the Church of Dagon! They knew we were talking about... <laughs> They knew we were talking about
1: Shadow of and fucking Lovecraft. Water and I'm like, God. well, excuse me, sir. We'll have you know that you're not casting the Church of Dagon in the fairest light. You know, we offer salvation Hello.
0: to... <laughs> Please stop slandering the underwater fish, people. Oh, <laughs> um, uh. uh, I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry, Kate. I don't know what's going... Like, I... Yeah, so Kate mentions uh, in the chat that you can't see, like, the latest messages. And I don't really know what's up with that because I have tried to fiddle with it uh, before. Like, stretching it just moves the font. Um, And it's not to do with me scrolling or anything like that. I'm not exactly sure. Like, maybe it's something I need to tweak in the CSS for this, but that's not something, unfortunately... I can do while we're on stream, not because of any technical reason, but only because I'm really bad at multitasking. So, like, if I tried to do it, I would just be like unresponsive. If you like Doc trying to
1: drive a car, but he's also trying to tighten the bolts on the tire by leaning out the window like this, yeah, Uh, yeah. There aren't that many messages in there anyway, so anything impossible, of course, uh, recites so people know what's. We will,
0: yeah. No, I, I see, I see the messages. Um, I've got them open. Besides, if you want them for posterity. I know. Well, it's the it's it's only on GoGo. It's only when we do we've been doing the YouTube only streams because I've been using a different integration than Restream, since we're not piping the streams that you guys get, the patrons, through Restream anymore because of various technical issues that I've found it difficult to overcome. Um, now I'm using a different integration for this. Um, you know, like I said, I can, I'll fiddle around with the CSS on it and see if I can get it to, to work. Hit it with a wrench. Um, that
1: works in my experience.
0: Yeah. And it's not like a delay. It's not like a timed delay. It's more like, uh, oh, um, like if you want to see your message, it can't be like it doesn't show the last two things that were typed. So you have to bump it or something like that or, or wait until other people type messages. I like, guess it's, it's not the greatest and I have noticed it. I'm just like uh, lazy. So I didn't do anything about it the last couple of times. But um, before we do ago well, Rakugo will be different. I don't think we'll be able to do a live stream for Rockago. But before we do Suritama again, uh, I will take a look at it for sure. Um that's right. That's right. Uh if you if you uh the more you type uh the more it will move it up.
2: Move it on. Catherine.
0: Okay. So for everyone else, maybe who's just listening by audio, that was a very you know that was a, a boring couple of minutes where I talked about YouTube technical bullshit and uh, chat widgets I, I, and all this I other mean, at
1: least so. stuff. Very entertaining. At least YouTube did decide, you know, to put adverts on placed on the uh, you know channels which aren't partnered, so that way they don't see a shred of money. But adverts still. Pl- oh right, they did that, didn't they? Oh bastards! And, and
0: their Catherine and GoGo Atomic Robot are now bumping, <laughs> uh, and bumping, and bumping. <laughs> but um but yeah no i guess like to now that i've brought it up yeah Rockago won't be alive just because next week is american thanksgiving and so the days we usually record like you know i I won't be around my streaming setup and so we'll have to record something uh like at a weird time uh and it'll be like a podcast um uh, so Shadon did die and, I've resurrected him with Lovecraftian magic though. I've always um, been dead off-screen. There's <laughs> there a yeah are you the astronaut pointing a gun at
1: <laughs> at GoGo
0: atomic robot?
1: <laughs> no, nah,
0: I wouldn't do that, So,
1: I is she be the one, um, like, you've always been dead. And would just be by face like in massive frame as the planet. Um uh but anyway, anyway. Okay.
0: Here's my here's the first thing I wanted to say before we got off on a trail uh is that ayumi is my fucking man that dude is the shit the greatest character the best supporting character ever in fact you can't really see it really well because the light in this office is so oppressive but this is supposed to be like kind of pink this is like a pale pink it looks very washed out in white um but it's pink was it and was it originally
1: red and did you ruin a laundry no
0: no no indeed that is absolutely not the case it is um uh it was it was correctly assigned pink at birth and so i was going for the pink and the blonde and i was like it's a tribute to ayumi the captain the the best guy um Nothing wrong with this character whatsoever. He is best and blessed and a joy, and he's the big brother I never had, mm-hmm. and I love him so much. Like just like so you know, I mean, he does call uh Yamada, you know, endo. And I'd, I'd rather him not do that. That's, yeah. But we, we can work on that. I can pull him aside and we can have a conversation and he'll listen to reason. Cause he's that kind of guy. But like the scene when like he, it's right after he calls Yuki a stonefish. he's messing with him or whatever. He's just, he's just like, he's doing that. And you're, and you're kind of thinking like, wait a minute, what are you doing? Um, but like he's so great because like he diffuses this situation that could have gone really sour with uh, when Yuki broke the net trying to help a customer get his fish out of the water, and the guy's like, Kid, you you little bastard, you know, you what are you doing? You, yeah. you fucked it all up. And then the captain, Ayumi, jumps down and says, like, you know, so sorry. This is my fault. Um, don't worry, we'll get him next time. You got this buddy you're a your loyal customer, I know you and he's just like, ah, yeah, you're right uh, do better next time, Nichan and then um, then he puts his arm around Yuki and he's like that's an old one, that wasn't your fault that one's a little, is a little bit cranky that that fish, you know we've been trying to get her, like it's no easy task not yeah. your fault, no big deal and he's just like encourages him and I'm like dude why can't there be a you in everyone's life Right, yeah. Espe- especially on the first day at work, it's a, it's uh, okay,
1: Yuki. That God. that fish was last seen menacing Amityville. They didn't have much luck with it. Yeah, ex- exactly. We'll, we'll, you- exactly. It's fine. It's fine. Although I get the feeling we- by the end of the show, Yuki probably wishes he was uh, dealing with the Amityville problem. But well, we'll see as we go along, won't we?
0: <laughs> no, I swear this is look. Let me see if if I can. No, you can't really tell. It's it's the color of cotton candy. It's the lighting in this room. It's so... It's just really harsh fluorescence. But, uh... I promise it's a pink shirt. I can tell. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. In my reality. (laughs) You're not not going through the Homer
1: Simpson situation where you you get singled out. He's wearing a pink shirt Smithers. Who is that
0: man? (laughs) Uh, Anyway, anyway. Yeah, uh, I your rules, and he, he, I will hear nothing of, the, of nah, the to the contrary.
1: He he is he is great. Um, he's and he's emblematic of all the characters in the Story Tabo, where none of them are as bad as Yuki might initially feel because again he's anxious, he's worried mm-hmm. about failure, he's worried about messing up.
0: And he's gonna assume by default everyone thinks ca- he's gonna catastrophize. Yeah, yeah. I'm like n- by default everyone hates me. And so I have to like work really, really hard, even get to neutral. Yeah. Like that, that I totally like empathize and feel like I can identify with that mindset for sure. Yeah. My younger self totally could. But yeah. Sorry, I interrupted you. Go no, ahead. no, you're right.
1: It's, it's, it spooks me as well still. Like it's a very human and relatable thing. But having a manager like that who is willing to support you, like I think that even though he does like have a bit of fun about the stone facing, I think he recognizes without explicitly calling it out. Uh, which is also a really good thing that the show does, where it ne- no one like literally just grabs their shoulders. Yuki, you're too anxious. No one like puts it in like very didactic terms. People get him, but they never spell it out in such such a way. That, and I think that's really really good. Um, yeah, I agree. He's a he's a good character. Uh, the Seishumaru as well. Uh, is, is the name of his boat, isn't it?
0: Uh, did, <laughs> what what did you say it was? The Seishumaru. I don't know how you pronounce Seishumaru. It, I, so let me just tell you. I don't know how you were watching this show, despite me owning it on Blu-ray. I feel justified in doing this because I own it on Blu-ray. I sailed the high seas for this. Did you as well? No, I got it on DVD and I've been watching it for Okay, by, so you purchased it. Okay, okay. So, like, you were watching the official subs, so there might be some differences. <laughs> do you know? <laughs> oh. The, I, the, I boat, have... the boat in the subs that I was watching on was called the Cape Puberty. I kid you not. The Cape Puberty. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know if this was like some kind of transliteration of Seshomaru or something like that. But um I, I, But yeah. I, I is that
1: I had, to, I had to I had to take a moment. Because the thing is, I'm not talking about the sub, say like that was literally painted on the bow in, in
0: English. Oh, was so. What was painted on the boat in the ones that I saw were characters were like kanji, and then they got a little translation. Maybe Sentai like wiped the black kanji Ah, off. No, no, no. I I, I,
1: no. I know what happened. Uh, They they hired the services of a a calligrapher who had popped over from an island, (laughs) and he had some kids (laughs) help. The crossover. Unfortunately, unfortunately, they um, they made a bot's job of it. It was the second time they've done such a botch job on a boat.
0: It all fits. Oh. It all fits. I know. I, it's, I, I, it needs to happen. We need to, this. We need this. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I know, right? That's right, go-go. Puberty is not one of those words you just want to... You know, blo- the captain's like, "Hey, yeah. Puberty launching. <laughs> like, it's just, no, no. Please rename your boat now. Oh, um, God anyway yeah it's anyway. <laughs> <Yeah, no. laughs> so weird um i don't know what the fuck dude uh but also speaking of fuck like my <laughs> subtitles say f- <laughs> the subtitles read as f- read i don't know if you have nazi saying fuck every once. In no a while. definitely not like but when the, he's particularly kind of- mad only twice in the show so far like are you watching the 90s when-
1: version of this
0: <laughs> have you had have you, have, <laughs> yes, have, have you had all attitude those, era have you had <laughs> one <laughs> of those
1: have you, are you like li- watching like the dub version that was done by the people who did the Devil Man OVA? Yeah.
0: Oh, dub anime. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's not for Jesus kids. Christ. It was, um,
0: yeah, they're the real fifteening it. Um,
1: you, you're, you're gonna tell me next that inexplicably Haro's been
0: smoking a spliff? <laughs>
1: <laughs> like that definitely didn't happen.
0: Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> um by the way, are you familiar with the with the word fifteening? Uh do I want to be familiar with it
1: yeah oh yeah yeah it's not
0: oh okay good
1: <laughs> I'm just i am just played I'm just being cautious <laughs>
0: it's not oh. to do with like uh any kind of like sexual deviancy um it was the phenomenon uh, of so this happened with a lot of anime dubs uh especially when like so you know anime of course when it was being brought over here in the 90s acquires this reputation of like this is not kid stuff this is for like cool 18 to 34 year olds because it's violent and sexy and all this stuff it's not like kiddie animation and bullshit <laughs> um cuz if it- a cartoon <laughs> you know if a piece of animation uh wasn't uh erotski doji then it was looney tunes well can I, can i ask um, was was your was
1: your dub or sub of Story done by the US manga core then yeah <laughs>
0: Exactly, <laughs> right. the, the, the Central Postal. Park Media. Um, no, it's so f- the, this thing they did called Fifteening was they added a lot of swearing to the subtitles so they could bump up the content rating mm-hmm. because it, because otherwise a show might not be violent enough to warrant you know they would they would be like oh man if this anime has like rated seven and up on it people are gonna think it's kitty shit we need to like. We, need we, to we We're, we're going to <laughs> deliberately narrow the potential audience that we can sell this to.
1: Quantitatively, we're going to narrow it because there's no way that could possibly go wrong. No, Jesus I know. Christ. Um, I can't. I can't wait. So... I can't wait for Kiki's Delivery <laughs> services written by someone who's had too long <laughs> in the gig economy.
0: Surely they wouldn't do that to Ghibli's. But oh, don't, don't. No, This is largely abandoned practice since anime has become like a lot more marketable to different audiences, different demographics. But like um but anyway, the 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 fuck in sub like it's again, Natsuki's been the only one to use it. He's only used it like twice when it was really like like when Yuki tried to make him apologize to Sakura, he was like, "What the fuck do you know? <laughs> Get out of my way." So it was very impactful and I thought smartly done. Um and this is when this was subtitled, of course, uh, this is well past the age of, you know, 15 being a real thing. But um, mm-hmm. anyway, so, yes, we had different subtitles. <laughs> That's a fun revelation. I definitely don't recall the Kate P.E.B.C. thing. And you know what? I'm very <laughs> glad. <laughs> I need to go home and watch my Blu-ray and see if it matches up uh, with, with yours. I'm sure it does. I I'm legit. Well, didn't you say you were getting on the high seas
1: though? Like, but yeah, it's the high seas one that's got the KPU. Say, I'm sure that mm-hmm, will appear yeah. in the Blu-ray. Um, yeah. Right. Okay. So my 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 first talking. <laughs> I'll point take was, a picture of it uh, and and send put, it to the Discord later. Put, please, please do. So my first <laughs> talking point is I want to know. You talk about different subs. Let's talk about different dubs here because I oh. actually uh, for the first time um, because my my copy of Sama, which I actually have here. Uh, comes on two discs. So I, of course, mm-hmm. watching six episodes one, disc, six episodes another. Uh, I got to the end of the first two episodes of watching this block, swaps over, and it got playing, and I had f- forgotten to change over, like, the audio to Japanese and all that stuff. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll I'll sit with this. I'll I'll watch it with a dub and see how it is. Because normally I don't watch dubs, because I'm, a, you know, a picky bastard. And...
0: Here's it's the thing. pretty good, right? It's, a it's very it's a very okay.
1: it, it's a very good dub. I want to give a shout out yeah. to one of our patrons Rexin for pointing out how there is actually the most noticeable difference in the dub, well, the second most, but I'm going to get to that in a moment, uh, is Haru, uh, because Haru is uh, is no longer like white as hyperactive. Like it's been dialed mm. down just a touch in terms of the uh, the camp tone like that's going on there. And I actually do think that it works better for Haru in that case. I do 100% agree, but no, the 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 broadly speaking, the dub is pretty on point. Uh, but I did mention there was one that was more shocking than that, and I, I can't believe I'm saying this because it almost feels like a joke. Uh, they redubbed tapioca. Tapioca mm-hmm. sounds different in the Japanese dub versus the English okay. one because there are new duck noises for <clears> tapioca. <throat> uh, no tapioca does not start talking in the in the dub that I've watched. Yo. <laughs> so,
0: yo is it d- does it sound like a human doing a duck noise or does it sound like an actual duck
1: it sounds like an actual duck
0: hmm I, I'm... do they have anywhere on your on your disc no animals were harmed in the making of this film <laughs> I, I,
1: look right all i all i'm gonna say is this i first off i'm not hallucinating not this time uh but secondly um I want to believe that when they were doing the um, the English dub, that they had the option of just keeping in the original sounds that tapioca made. But then the dub, the person in charge of dubs was just like, "Look, right, I have a crazy, funny idea. Why don't we just put a duck in a recording booth and just redo it for shits and giggles? <laughs> the funniest thing anyone in this uh, in this recording company will have seen." You know, I'm just going to wander through the office with a duck in hand, and I'm just going to get it to record some lines. I want to believe that's true. I absolutely <laughs> want to believe that they did it just for the fun of it, because there's no, like, the, a duck's a, like, a duck noise is a duck noise, whether it's not a Japanese duck or, like,
0: you know, English duck,
1: <laughs> let's be honest here. <laughs> So I'm not really all that fussed about it. But know, just, our just,
0: ducks will have the wrong accent. You just can't do it. It's a yeah. no-go.
1: Well, I mean, it could have been worse. Like, you know, uh, Akira could have said something like, it looks like Harry the alien is guessing away, and then Tapioca just goes, Crikey! <laughs> okay, uh, a regular
0: Yangus from Dragon Quest Eight,
1: huh? Just to start <laughs> speaking like a ye olde gentleman. Quite mm-hmm. right, Skipper. <laughs> just. So I just like. Cool me. To... blimey! Quite <laughs> cool blimey! Yeah. i have at him! Bang him out! Oh, that's, that's that's not that's not e oldie. That's uh, that's scum. <laughs> um, but anyway, no, I I just wanted to bring that because I found it very funny when I watched the uh, the one with the dub. But the dub generally is a very high quality, uh, so that's a, definitely a point in the show's favor.
0: But that's yeah, one. I mean, I might have mentioned this before, but Rexon is the one who like sort of Sorry was a show I had seen and really liked, but he like with his sort of praise of the dub and. You know, I mean, I'd and I'd already known him, and we'd had conversations. It's like this is smart. It's a smart kid, this Rexton. I, I, uh, you know, I appreciate his opinions, and I take them seriously. And so he was like, "Yo, the Suritama dub," because I guess I was talking about how much I dislike dubs or something. And he's like, "You really need to check it out." And it's like, okay, Um I'll just I'll buy it. I've been I love the show. I might as well own it. So like, if not for that conversation, I might not own the the disc and uh, you know I'd be sad because it's now out of print yeah uh, because the we lived in a we live in a fallen world an unjust society mm-hmm. and uh, no one and I you can't purchase the Blu-ray for a reasonable price anymore
1: nope but I at least got this reasonably cheapy uh, ah there we go so uh Mira, who's uh, joined us has filled in uh in the dub akira's voice actor also does the duck noises to tapioca which is the best fucking thing that makes that's me good. so happy i'm that i'm so good. i'm so glad that means that literally whenever tapioca and akira are talking like he is literally talking to himself talking which to is, himself, <laughs> which is just <laughs> yes. great i'm so glad i'm so glad that there was actually some i wanted it to be something something daft but still fun uh and it was so thank you for that mirror that's that's amazing uh, by the way, in case you're curious, like, uh, tapioca is, of course, featured on the cover of my copy, uh, right there. I don't know if you can see because of this reflection, just because of the light. Mm. There you go. So they know, they there know they tapioca's are. the true fifth character,
0: so. They do. They do. It's, um, it's, it's a five that can't be, you can't complete the group without tapioca. Yeah. Well, uh, the question I want to ask is, in the,
1: does that mean Acura's voice actor use like a duck whistle, or did he just literally start with quack, 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 Probably. <laughs> probably that, you would think. <laughs> I, I want to believe that it's the it's the latter because it's funnier. Yeah.
0: I mean well, yeah. It's <laughs> I think a duck whistle, you you wouldn't be able to get like like everything would sound the same, right? Like if you used a duck call. Everything would just be like But you'd want to like play with it, right? And get some mm. different ranges or whatever. I I, I, reminded, me, uh, oh. I I could in theory try I
1: could in theory try and investigate by watching noted uh, nature documentary Duck Dynasty, but I don't want to hate myself to do
0: that. <laughs> Please don't do that. Um, <laughs> this is reminding me of did did you ever see Jurassic Park three once, and it was bad. Do you? Oh,
1: it's fucking terrible. Because I I know exactly where you are going with this. We three D printed <laughs> we three D printed a velociraptor whistle. <laughs> And we could use that to tell them that we're not Velociraptors. And
0: I'm just like, oh, yeah, sure. No, no, you're telling them that you are. Because you, you like you see, 3D printed their vocal cords. Yeah. And you're like telling them, like, we're one of your family. We're not a threat. You're just like, And like they're like, no, no, do it a little softer. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean God, I can't believe
1: they I can't believe they do anything else that like, you know, there would be laughed at or meme down in that franchise later. Oh right, yeah, they did.
0: <laughs> I love those first two movies, but holy shit, that mm-hmm. third movie was such a uh, such a clusterfuck. Yeah,
1: <laughs> so I mean, you know, just because they could doesn't mean they should. You know, just because they should doesn't mean they have to. It's, ama- it's amazing <laughs> this, this how a line much line that, from the movie. It's amazing yeah. how much that entire dinner scene is just arguments against that entire franchise's
0: existence. <laughs> I know it's so good. Uh, like at uh, at the, I was ready to walk out when, like. And and I I probably uh, would take it a lot less seriously now because I enjoy I've since grown to enjoy really bad entertainment much more. But like like the scene early on when when Al- Alan uh, Grant is having a dream on the plane and a raptor is talking to him in a British accent, <laughs> just like what the fuck is happening here? <laughs> it, I need to go um, watch that again because that shit's incredible. I'm, like, I'm, I'm, Adam, just, I'm just
1: guessing Adam, in Jurassic Part of, <laughs> I'm just guessing Jurassic Park 3 that Sam Neill was just like, oh, fuck, the old bank account's really a little dry. He does wine now, by the way. He, he just runs a vineyard and is retired, basically. Good for him. Good for him.
0: Okay, what's, what's your talking point, your first one?
1: Uh, that was my first talking point about the you know, the fact that oh. was... Yeah, and I, I was... I've got actual substantive talking points later by far leading with that
0: because it just blew my mind. Okay, Yeah, that is pretty mind-blowing, honestly. Um, well, I mean, there's little comments I could make about, uh, you know, Natsuki. Uh, I feel like Natsuki captured the, like, Persona 5 fashion during the set of episodes when he, oh, especially man. when he was, like, got his little poker visor and shit like uh he definitely like if the persona characters if, if the phantom thieves went fishing like they would, they would one of them would be dressed up like natsuki for well, sure well, well can i point I've out got, that you actually
1: can go fishing in persona 5 as the main character there is a
0: fishing side game i never i never played it yeah Did, is it do you get to dress up and like fish gear and shit no uh but I think after his
1: haircut, Natsuki looks a bit too close to the Persona 5 protagonist. Actually, so the the especially he's wearing the white shirt, so it all fits. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad. I'm so, glad like, it's like I've said before. I'm
0: glad to see that character's design is still game work. Exactly. Um, and that's not the only video game thing I thought of. So I thought of: uh, Have you ever played Xeno Gears? New. No. Okay, you should definitely that. That's a great video game, unequivocally. Um, don't listen to people that say bad things about it you can't trust those cops but like there's a character who's the captain of a big uh giant ship he's a walrus man and he's always talking about being a true man of the sea and yet another favorable glorious trait of ayumi because he wants to make yuki a man of the sea and just made me anything that makes me think of xenogears i consider a net positive yeah um and then a uh, small other point for episode five was, like, you know, they t- they, they spent a lot of time in this show just kind of catching fish and talking about how to, like, uh, reel them in and deceive them and, like, uh, you know, angler skills and everything. But, like, they took some time in episode five to talk about how beautiful they were, which I love. I mean, they commented on, like, how kind of awesome they were, like just leaping through the air and like how there's beauty in that in nature. And like at one mm-hmm. point, um, someone tells him Yuki to smile because the mahi mahi are smiling, which I thought was a hilarious line. Mm. And like, just, I love how like lines that are just so cheesily earnest or just straight face delivered. And like, it just warms my heart. It makes yeah. me want to hug all these characters. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean like, they, I think they do a nice job, like despite the water, like not really looking anything like water. Um, it it's still, they manage to convey like, hey, like the ocean is this like cool kind of mysterious place and there's like, but it's not like, you know, we're joking about the Lovecraft. It's not like a scary place, really. It, it's full of a lot of beauty and like really just amazing creatures that like, you know, it, I guess it's sort of like sad in a way that they have to like, catch them and eat them to like really grow to appreciate them as living beings but i know they don't eat them all i'm gonna pretend in my headcanon that they throw most of them back <laughs> when they're just fucking around after school catching fish but like but then again you get to see yuki just clean slice a tudor down the middle like <laughs> oh
1: that, there was there was no holding like, back on unbelievable. that yeah <laughs>
0: like, i expect it like you it's totally like you'd expect him to be like squeamish you know what i mean like I've never done this before. How do I? And he's just like, chunk, he's, <laughs> he's, <clean> got, cut. <laughs> he's got the taste of blood now. That's it. So, uh, uh <laughs> And him and Natsuki are like high fiving each other at the barbecue and shit. I'm like, man, you've come a long way. You really have. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm proud of you, Yuki. I'm proud of you. Kay, come kay, here, son. Get over here keiko's like you know having
1: the eating the tuna that's been cooked and she really likes it and then from a distance that tuna's hu- uh, husband uh, and son are watching and they're like what are they doing to mommy're like no don't look don't look don't look
0: <laughs> right
1: oh, yes god uh all right uh I'll now do my next talking point and I'll go into a big one here um so i want to talk about how Basically, this show uses what I'm going to call the whole buffalo with its setting for marrying it to its themes and ideas. So I firstly want to talk about episode five um, with this, which is Yuki's progression that happens over the course of these episodes. Like he starts off in a classroom and then eventually he's now working a full or a part time job Uh, and he has hurdles he has to overcome even in that job. But he does. He gets there. But what I like about this is how there's a like unstated uh, like extra caveats to these new scenarios. These in, for one, every time that he like had these anxiety attacks in the class, he ran away. But to not put it too mildly, you're on a boat this time. There is no yep. escape. So the challenge is increasing now for him. Plus, also the added no pressure escape. of being in a work in a workplace. So, mm-hmm. again, they're making good use of the setting that they have here, where this is the situation he's in that makes perfect sense him to be based on the story we're telling, uh, but mm-hmm. it's a natural extension and progression of his character and the challenges he faces in, over, well, not overcoming, I suppose, but managing his anxiety. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, think further than that. You've got the ocean, and the ocean itself is a big, scary, unknown place, of course it makes sense for this entire like you know idea of uh, the show's look at him tackling his anxiety to be set around the ocean because it's the unknown. Like I mean you yourself doc and I too like we've both suffered heavily from anxiety in our lives and I think it's reasonable to say that anxiety is a fear of a loss of control or a loss of predictability in your life when you fear that there will be consequences that you know will be devastating um that yeah. you have no way of stopping and what could be more devastating that I'm going to go out into the ocean and anything could go wrong. And that's the end of everything. Um, and this also then ties
0: in as well. Wonderfully. What's it's worse? You know, it's worse for Yuki than it. The, I could drown and die. It's like these people could laugh at me. <laughs> like what? these other like dudes on the boat or these ladies could like be annoyed with me. Well, that's why,
1: that's why they show him drowning in water. Like, you know, again, mm-hmm. it all marries together. The whole buffalo, but it goes further than that. The whole tuna. The whole tuna, yeah. Every single bit of the fatty tuna, uh, but it goes further than that because we've now been introduced to the show's villain, I suppose. Although we don't really know much about them, yeah. I don't even think we get their name, but we know now why no. Haru and Coco are there, what they're ultimately trying to do, and what the stakes are. Uh, which, by the way, thank you for pointing the stakes out, like and making tuna it clear. Tuna stakes, yeah. This is <laughs> <clears throat> not the... Jesus Christ. But, like, thank you to the show for making the stakes clear now. Like, I understand yeah. pretty clearly now what's going to happen here, which is, well, total world mind control. Oh, God. Oh, dear. Uh, it's going to be pretty bad. And <clears throat> the thing is, though, if you think about it, like, it's actually the perfect kind of villainous out- the, of outcome that the villains want to contrast with Yuki's original problem. Because his problem is anxiety and a, la- a fear of a lack of control, a lack oh, of, predict- that's really good. A lack of mm-hmm. predictability about what's to happen, and ultimately, you know, he's now going to be fighting against the force that seeks to make everything completely predictable because it's going to control all life on Earth, which I yeah. think is kind of genius. Like again, that's kind of smart, right? Yeah the the whole clever. the whole buffalo the whole <laughs> buffalo is being used here, and it's great. Like, the villain, like, simply doing the mind-control thing on its own would be an interesting high-stakes thing all all together. Um, And it also ties into what happens with Haru, funnily enough, which we'll get to in a bit. Um, But, yeah, it makes perfect sense as a contrast to what Yuki's ultimate goal is, which is he wants to manage his own anxiety. He wants to allow his life to have that unpredictability that brings with it all the wonderful, joyous things of spontaneous interaction with other people. And in order to do so, he has to prevent the thing a thing from happening that in theory would give him ultimate peace, but it would give him no joy right.
0: either. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point. This is a very clever construction um of the show. And I've never really thought to characterize my anxiety as a the fear of a loss of control, but I mean I guess I guess that's right. In in a manner of speaking, I don't think that that's incorrect. Like that doesn't that's not like a fundamental misunderstanding of how I'd be feeling. So yeah, yeah no, I think that's quite good. I I think uh, well well spotted for you. Now you just gotta cast your line out there.
1: Yeah. Well and, I mean uh, I mean I mean when yeah. I say about lost control though, like that's what Yuki's flight off or flight response does. It gives him a semblance of control back by taking mm-hmm. him out of that situation. It meshes yeah. perfectly.
0: Totally. Yeah, and totally. it
1: expands Thank on what I said when we did our previous podcast on Tamba, where I said that the whole fishing thing was an, an analogy for you know managing your anxiety because there's skill involved in it. You have to like mm-hmm. you know play with it a little bit and all that kind of thing. You know, it all again whole buffalo. So I really, really appreciate the show's construction because nothing's wasted here.
0: Yeah, and you have the it, to, to build on that point a little bit. You know, you have the the kind of transition from episodes five and six in which uh, Yuki is being supported and encouraged mm-hmm. and led every step of the way by <clears throat> people who really care about him and they're kind of actively holding his hand and teaching him to give him like all the the appropriate skills to like stand on his own and overcome challenges in the future Mm -hmm. that you know like to be kind of giving him a toolbox to cope and prepare for situations that will arise you know that where maybe they aren't there right uh maybe maybe they're not there to help him cope uh -hmm. or or maybe they're not there to help him fish was it like an angler an angler has to like have a strategy to deal with different situations right and uh in there i i like that i mean it's like the it's the dumb like give a man a fish and you've given him dinner oh shit you're right you know what i mean you're a hundred (laughs) percent right it's not even it's not even wrong no no but they've taught him to but they've taught him to fish and like and that's but that's an important part of i think managing living with anxiety is like a support system is very important but also developing uh a toolbox a tackle box (laughs) of different like uh different mechanisms to to help you uh through all kinds of different situations
1: yeah i agree and i'll just mention as well that with episode five um we it's the just a condensed nugget of starting at the lowest possible point he could be where he feels he's failed like he's so dejected when he gets off the boat on the first day but then of course Mm -hmm. the captain's just like hey look it was your first day
0: yeah Yeah. your first day dude
1: yeah you didn't you didn't you know violently assault someone or anything you didn't push someone off the boat you know (laughs) so there's that but i want to note as well like how it progresses from because it's the thing that yuki shows in this episode which is great is it's not just simply i'm gonna now properly f- you know get the net and get the fish out i'm not gonna you know just do that uh, i'm also gonna fish for my own sake while i'm here while i have the opportunity but then look at the p- social skills he develops the people skills where he starts being um a very like people-pleasing member of staff like hey, i'm gonna hand out water to everyone i'm gonna be really chipper about it you know he's giving them and this makes me sound like really business like he's giving a good customer experience. Yeah. But the thing, is, the thing is, like, I don't see him, otherwise I've been able to do that previously. But no. he, he is. And then we transition to episode six. And this is another great example of how you can use, like, the end of one episode and the transition to another to show passage of time. It reminds me a little bit of Land of Lustrous, because you go from the end of one episode to the one where uh, Foss now has, you know, short hair and the gold arms. Mm-hmm. And you can see how time has passed and, like, how they've changed. Uh, and simply here tan. with Yuki... <laughs> and similarly here with Yuki... Uh, we get firstly a, a nice visual indicator that he has actually tanned, so you can mm-hmm. see how long it's taken a for that to happen. God, <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, I looked it up just to give you some perspective. Uh, all the equipment that he's doing all this part-time work to try and afford his own set of fishing gear, um, which, by the way, I have it on understanding all. Did the you brands... look up prices? <laughs> well, no, did you no, do that? not not okay. prices, but I did do some. Just just a couple of quick calculations. Uh so first off, I want to know that apparently all the brands in the show are actual real brands. Um
0: Okay. So that's I believe that's that.
1: that's cool. I like that for the authenticity. Mm-hmm. You could argue it's product placement, but I'm also of the opinion that fishing is Relatively niche, especially given the overlap between people who watch anime and people who fish is probably quite small. But it's not something I'd really call product placement, such more as it's just authenticity. I mean, it's, again, <clears throat> we're not doing the McDenny's thing or anything like that, or the uh, the Weitzer Hut.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> These brands are, are so obscure that yeah. <laughs> they
1: probably are like, please
0: yeah. give us publicity.
1: <laughs> more, more than likely. Um, but on top of that, when we come back in episode six, we see uh, Yuki, Haru, and Keiko. Uh, they're in the hospital for Keiko. Uh, they're having a chat with her. And the conversation that Yuki is having with Haru, where he is the dominant force in that conversation, like teasing him, bantering with him. And I'm just thinking self like, you are a complete... No, you're not a completely different person. But by God, the shell is gone. Yeah, you discarded your yeah. shell. You you have grown as a person, and I I really really appreciate that contrast between the end of the previous episode
0: and that one where we get to see him now taking charge. I think that's really really great. What a beautiful summer, right? And and like thinking back on my own experience, like and by that I guess I I don't mean my personal experience, but like I would. My experience of other people at that age, like as teenagers, it would sometimes seem like we go away for the summer and come back and someone will have changed so much. And I think like, you know, kids do a lot of growing and maturing really quickly sometimes Mm -hmm. um, in their teenage years. And so it doesn't strike me as particularly like like uh, too convenient or contrived or bad storytelling that you know, he's finally been able to find this amazing place in this group of people that like a whole summer full of that routine and that support uh, in his little community can have done a lot to change him. Like, and I, yeah, I just love it. I love it to pieces. It's the greatest.
1: It speaks as well to also the idea that, because as mentioned from, you said about Yuki leaving, like eventually he may very well do that, but also there's Natsuki who wants to leave as well to pursue his career becoming a
0: professional fisherman. Um <clears throat> I think that also which is like the- is a new as a curveball. <laughs> I didn't know he wanted to do that <laughs> uh until, you know, he's been keeping that to himself
1: definitely. Until, but uh,
0: I think I think these
1: episodes also speak to the, the idea of, you know, again we mentioned persona in some sense, which is the time you have is precious, make the best use of it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It'd been it would be very easy to see an alternative uh, kind of storyline. Not that one I'd want to watch of course, but one where you know he does for the entire summer. He stays inside, reads a couple of books, <laughs> maybe watches a VHS tape once or twice, or a DVD. You know, maybe he occasionally ventures out to the local supermarket, but he makes he makes the kind of conversation Morioka from MMO Junkie would, which is "hi bye," <laughs> yeah, and and right. and and of, and yeah. of course the uh, the very nervous conjugation of "hi bye," where you're just mm-hmm. you know you get it all out in once in one word. Um, I could see him doing that over time he's risen to the occasion and he's uh, he's got genuinely good memories as a result of it beyond whatever like crazy end of the world shit happens next like he actually says hey you know what like if the, if the world ended tomorrow touch on the nose perhaps for this show i think where he says that but i don't mind too much but like he says like at least i'm still you know fishing enjoying yeah, I don't and enjoying myself and my that's it, it. Yeah. and it speaks against that thing like you don't know how much time you have so spend it in the now seize the moment make it worth it and that's a sentiment that I can absolutely agree with.
0: Carp diem. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> Carp die- diem. Oh, we might have lost him for the remainder of the show. I don't know. Hmm. 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 <laughs> Convulsing is happening on camera.
1: Have you... Have you ever done something on a computer that just caused <laughs> it to egg time? Maybe. Uh, it's, been, it's been a while since I blew screen in my head, but I, I'm finally, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm finally, finally there. Uh, and also, <laughs> incidentally, you've given me the title for this, uh, podcast episode when it put up on Patreon. So thank you for that. Um, just, that's very, just that's, doing my job. <laughs> uh, that's, that's great. Um,
0: thanks, I guess. <laughs> um you know what killed me what made me blue screen when watching this show is an episode six when we got uh, a nice delicious close-up shot of that uh you know boss cat's balls oh god <laughs> and it's just right in front of the camera <laughs> just walking toward uh the duck da- tapioca it's like god why (laughs) that was so one of the things that did really make me crack up and i love that this joke hasn't died yet i feel like running gags are underutilized um in anime and should be more heavily leaned upon as a comedic trope Mm -hmm. but like the (laughs) the fact that like haru uh knows everyone but yuki doesn't know that about him he's mm-hmm. like because they seemingly spend all their time together so how would he know everyone and yet every time they meet a new person it's like oh haru what's up <laughs> he's, he's just right, been how, how's Reverend. that thing <laughs> how's the thing we <laughs> talked about that time oh it's pretty good like what how are you but you know this guy too like yeah no he's super cool um So there's that. And also Coco manages to be everywhere. Like, why is she on an intimate family fishing trip? (laughs) At no point was she invited or asked or whatever to go on the boat where they have the big family fight. And yet she's there. She's always. uh, I mean, it's one thing for her to be watching from the shadows as, you know, uh, they're in like a public place, just like hanging out by the docks. But yeah, like when they go for like a birthday party, <laughs> how did she get there?
1: Sakura, Sakura comments on her outfit and I'm like, you're the yeah. only person who said anything about that? I I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what? Never exactly. mind. No Never one's mind. noticing
0: her. It's so good. It makes I was like, is she just like, you know, invisible? But no, she's clearly there. It's really funny. I really like those running guys. I I, I,
1: I did like uh, Coco's interactions with Sakura though, where they do the, this thing here. That was really cute. I quite like that. Oh, yeah. The, uh, what no, did you r- say? R- okay. r- wrong way round. That's, that's, that's East Side. I think you were thinking of this one. Oh. Yeah, you were doing East Side. <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> east oh, God. Uh, Eastern butcher. Oh, um, God.
1: Also, don't forget, Akira nearly died from a joke. So he, he I know now exactly how he felt when you made the Cardam joke. What yeah. did he die from? He nearly um, died from a joke. He nearly died from a joke when he was No, looking but at the, what uh, was the joke? I can't recall the exact wording of it, but it's when he was looking at the like sacred fishing tackle uh in the in the shrine when the guy says, mm-hmm. "Oh yeah, there's been this demon around here that's like swallowed ships up and stuff like that."
0: I don't I don't <sighs> remember. I don't remember the joke either. Yeah, but he but he just, <laughs> just falls over like uh! <laughs> That dude My one was... weakness Erica's granddad is like hilarious and <laughs> incredible looking. <laughs> he's, reprising his, he's reprising his role from Weathering with You, where you have him like talking about
1: like the, the sky, the lady of the sky or whatever her name was, like the sunshine girl. Uh, and then, you know, the reporter's like, that's nonsense. This is all superstition. He's like, is it? And then guess what? It turns out not to be
0: superstition. No, oh, it's not. No, He's the mayor. He's the mayor of an ocean. Oh, fuck. <laughs> awesome <laughs> no wonder it's such like a chill laid back town um oh, dear. god damn it i was gonna say something what was i gonna say
1: um were you about to give me your account number
0: yep mm-hmm. definitely sweet um i don't know uh what well, so what did you like uh apart from okay a lot happens on the birthday boat Um, i'm sorry i can't um, say the phrase birthday boat series (laughs) (laughs) what what happens on the birthday boat stays on the birthday boat uh a a lot goes down there right and we talked about the slap already but like the fight that precipitated that was i thought was really interesting um between nazi and his dad Because like the kind of two fundamental points of view didn't like it. It seemed like they both. uh, There wasn't like a clear like, okay you're in the wrong necessarily. Like I thought they both had really interesting things to say. It seemed to be a clash of like. Natsuki feeling like we're family. And yet you're making all these plans with your store and you've clearly moved on from mom. And I feel like we need to be. Doing all this stuff together, but you're like just doing all this shit, and his dad saying, "Well, it's because I want you to be your own person. You have your own life to live. I don't want to force anything on you. I don't want to force the store on you or or make you accept anything." And I thought, you know, I don't know. Here are just these two people with these two very reasonable positions, and like, yeah. just like you guys need to talk. <laughs> Fucking just, just talk, man. What did you think of that scene? Well, I think, I think I agree with you, because
1: the way you, the way you see is, is, let's remind ourselves here, Natsuki actually wants to leave Enoshima to become a pro-fisherman. So, in theory, his father's plans have no bearing on his. If anything, they might arguably serve as an accelerant towards making them happen sooner. So, the substance of the plan is not a problem. It's not, you know, this was my, like, mother's, you know fishing shop and it was her was before it and by selling it you're cutting like it, it's not even framed in those terms it's just the basic issue here is not what's actually happening what the plans are just that he's not aware of it it feels like mm-hmm. basically he um, exists in his own unit versus Sakura Mari and um, and his dad whose name I forget um, Yeah,
0: Dadsky we'll call him I don't know <laughs> um, <laughs> but the key is uh, the king if uh if Natsuki is the, the OG, the, the fishing prince, and he's the fishing king, the fisher king. The fisher... Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, but the the thing is, like,
1: I think that the the way I see it is Natsuki, he's presuming, he feels like he's already gotten the answers about how, you know, how yeah. things are. Like, he thinks that his dad's, like, just has forgotten about his mother, where, well, I'm sorry to say, but the stride is still there. You know, that hasn't gone. Um... And it's clear that he still seems to at least from how is presented. He doesn't like have Mari constantly like around. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that she that's a bad like if she were, that would be a bad thing. But I think that, you know, it's not reasonable if you're becoming a stepmother to a family that it takes time, you know? Um, and I should also stress, it's perfectly within Natsuki's dad's rights to, you know, want to meet someone else. I mean, yeah. I'll speak again from my own experience here. My father, um, he obviously, you know, is now divorced. Uh, and he has since, you know, met someone who he's now with. Um, and he has said, you know, like, look, you've got your own lives now. You go and do what you want to do, and I'm going to do what I want to do. Um, and you know what? Fair enough. Granted, I'm substantially older than Natsuki is. But I think the point still stands that, you know, parents aren't solely devoted to their children, they have their own lives, their own wants, their own needs. And I don't think it's reasonable for them to be able to, you know, it's, it's like, again, why not both? Why not make your kids happy? Why not make yourself happy? You can do that. It's possible, I would argue.
0: I mean, that just it back, Backfire on you too. Like if, yeah. you know, it may, it may, you may be thinking, ah, oh, well, I can never be too invested in my children. I can never be too wrapped up in their lives and like, um, doing every single thing every single moment for them and support it but like like your your kids can can resent that you know you could be too controlling you could push them away uh that that could be that that could end up backfiring on you the parent and and make your kids suffer as well so yeah i i agree with you that like You know, I've always said, like, I mean, even when it comes to, like, your partner and your children, like, ultimately, you are the source of your own happiness. Yeah. Um, And you have to be, I think, to be healthy. And that doesn't mean, you know, that you're in, like, this inherently selfish person or that you don't love your partner or love your children or family very dearly. I mean, clearly, I do. Clearly, that's not what I'm advocating. but, But, yeah, there's still – you don't – you want to have a self – apart from them a life mm-hmm. uh and goals and and fulfillment that is all your own and i think that way you're actually better able to appreciate other people yeah really. i agree um, uh, i'm not gonna have that problem though because i ain't having children <laughs> <laughs> you probably do it you listen you might be doing the smart thing uh when i uh, you check the status of planet earth it's looking pretty grim <laughs> so cheers to, to childlessness for on your part I mean the snip
2: hmm
1: yeah so anyway. I
0: really like that discussion and um and I think I think what you said is right about it I think the the best kind of moment from his dad in these episodes he's got a his dad is really seems like a good dude. And they have this little, I forget the larger conversation they're having, but his dad tells him, as long as you're serious about it, I'll yes. support whatever whatever it is you want to do. Yes. And I love that. I love that. I mean, because, because, the, you know, <laughs> I don't want to sound uh, shitty here, Um Especially after, uh, by the way, I, I, I'm reading uh, a book uh, right now that uh, has a lot of biographical information about uh, TV mogul Ted Turner Ooh. and his dad. So apparently Turner was uh, for a little while when, when he was in college, he dropped out, but he was a, a classics major for a brief time. And his dad wrote him a letter that his dad was just like, I've learned that you've decided to major in classics and I just threw up in the car. Ooh. <laughs> like, just being a complete dick about like, you know, hey, this is not practical. You just want to be a snobby asshole. What the fuck are you doing with your life? Um, And it's like, that is not that. It, it, but by no stretch do I like condone this kind of parenting. This like, you know, pissing in your kids' cornflakes, writing on their parade, yeah. not supporting them in what they actually want to do. But also I, I love that caveat. I love the clause, like as long as you're serious about it. Because yes. like you want you don't want your kid to you don't want to support them kind of spending a long period of time kind of wasting their life away and dicking around and not really um you know they're, they're I mean that's different from not knowing what you want to do or needing to take time to reflect. And like need to take time to figure out your shit and figure out who you are, or like have a down period, or recover from something. All that's very reasonable. But like mm-hmm. I-, I feel like as a as a parent, I wouldn't be like, well, kid, um, you just do nothing and have no dreams, no goals. Uh, you can just like i'd sit at home all the time forever and ever for no reason like i feel like that would be probably not the best way to show your like love and support as a parent you because because you want them to like i I don't want to i'm not this like super like achiever dad or i'm like because you know you're not a helicopter parent kids you have to like what's that You're not a
1: helicopter parent.
0: No, no, I'm not like, all right, every moment of your time has to be spent in like extracurricular activities and sports and I don't know, karate class or like, you know, uh, study. Like my kids, you know. The word of the day is vicarious. It's how I live. (laughs) Yeah. Like my kids are, are very much like, I mean, they have a lot of free time to kind of do their own pursuits and that's how they've found things they're passionate about. is by exploring a lot of different things in their free time. And if they find something that they really care about, like, hell yeah. Like, I don't care that my daughter, uh, may not make a lot of money as an animator. She has been drawing and now she's doing her own animations Uh, for years Mm -hmm. they're very simple things but she's she's still she's doing it on she's got this um she's she's using a couple different freeware programs to to draw and to do custom animations through like um she's got like this um it's not where she writes her own code but it's kind of like a WYSIWYG code builder yeah Um, and she draws all the pictures and then tosses them into and like drags drag and drop codes them and you know, does her animations and she's spent time doing this for, you know, for, for years at this point. And I feel like, you know, if she continues with this course, this will be what she wants to do. And I know she cares a lot about it. And so it means that much to her. I'm supporting her. Absolutely. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm not going to force her to to go into something that she doesn't want to do. Mm. Uh, i 100 i 100 agree with your assessment of that caveat and
1: the funny thing is uh that gives me a wonderful segue into my next talking point as well if you're okay with me Steve, on, go for it so here's the thing right um i'm gonna open a list of questions to you for a hobby do you think it's a reasonable expectation that you have to invest a lot of money into it in order for it to be worthwhile now when i say this though and when i say a lot of money that's gonna obviously vary between the hobby in question yeah um but let's just say a lot of money as in you want to make sure that the tools you have for the job whatever it may be are of a good standard uh i mean for example this very hobby i'm doing right here right now look at this bad boy this is a blue yeti microphone the yeti, the yeti. <laughs> Uh, this cost me somewhere in the region of £70 at the time I got it mm-hmm. uh, because I do want to invest in this hobby. Um, I also have d- a Yeti. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Well, well, you know, like, Doc, if, I, I, I'm very glad you've got a yay, but you might want to reveal its existence live on podcast. Oh, right, that kind of yay. My, my bad.
0: Look, it's even got a little boom arm.
1: Ooh. That's going to come sentient at some point and just <laughs> whap you in the face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, The reason I'm asking this question is because I think one of the things Soritama does is it firstly shows that the acts of learning fishing is, one, it's technically, as in skill, difficult. It's not it's not something anyone can do. It's not just as we suggested in the previous podcast. You get the th- rod, you fling it in there, and then you just reel the fish in. No, there is an art form to it. There's a lot of minutiae to it and a lot of different techniques for different fish, things that I would have never considered. There is, of course, the discouraged jerking, or just jerking in general. Uh, also a great also episode the, title. The, there's discouraged jerking. There's also <laughs> the amazing uh, literal cod piece. That's not even a joke. Uh, for, for the yes. for the tuna, it <laughs> which protects your rod, uh, and I can't help but think to myself, like whoever was writing that clearly knew. I'm sorry, but like we, <laughs> yeah, totally. yeah. I'm, I'm I'm sorry, like we made all the jokes in like the Discord and whatnot, of, like you know t- 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 tugging on the wire. Uh, but I mean, look, all right. But the thing is, like, sorry, Samuel, like w- uh, there's that, but then there's also the fiscal element to it, by which I mean Yuki has to save up, like. 100,000 yen for all of his equipment, uh, which in current terms, based on the exchange rates today, bearing in mind this was recorded during, you know, the COVID hell year, uh, so exchange rates bit up and down all over the shop, whatever. Uh, 100,000 yen was approximately 780 pounds from my memory for all of that equipment, which is a lot of money. It's, it's... The
0: subtitles I read were in American dollars, and they had it at. Uh... Twelve hundred fifty dollars for everything in the end after the discount. That's probably
1: not too far off, to be honest.
0: But yeah. It's a fucking um, lot of money. <laughs>
1: like, yeah, we are we are talking a you lot could of money get here. one and a half PlayStation 5s for them <laughs> for that money. Assuming assuming they are stolen by Yodel or scalped by bots.
2: That's <laughs> why people on... should,
1: that's that's why more people should take up fishing, by the way, because you know your, your
0: fishing gears are get scalped. Exactly. I saw the um uh from wario 64 there's like a bundle on qvc i don't even know what comes with the bundle i'm sure it's at least two games and some other shit 900 dollars us for this playstation 5 bundle does does, Holy does it come christ.
1: with christ does, does it come with an elaborate pen in a little case it's qvc does it come with does it come with like a pair of pearl earrings
0: exactly yes. a knife collection definitely um yeah, but I was like, holy cow. But yeah, no, listen. Yuki pays a lot of dough for his for his fishing gear.
1: Yeah, uh, and and similarly to that, like um, when I, in my spare time prior to the pandemic, played fighting games a lot, uh, went so on and such, and you'd see people playing paying a lot of money for fight sticks and such. So mm-hmm. this is something I've seen firsthand. Now, I'm lazy. I use a DualShock 4, but that still is pricey because they are expensive. But the point being, though, is the question was, is it reasonable to expect if you want a hobby that you're seriously interested in that you also put a similarly serious level of investment into it? I would say so, but I want to hear your thoughts on it.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it just depends on what your interest level is, right? I mean, mm-hmm. and how, you know, if you want to be competitive, like, there are certain hobbies that, like, are a little bit more gated off for, like, more affluent people. Um But, you know, most hobbies, I think, uh, kind of the, the more serious you become about them, uh, the more there's going to be some kind of expectation that, uh, or, or need to spend more money. So, I I mean, I think you can probably, you can maintain like, um, a very low key level of interest. Like, you know, maybe you just want to go to the arcade every weekend and spend like, A couple dollars and quarters to play a fighting game and that's and and you get to fuck around with your friends and have a few beers and that's like that's and you you get what you want out of that and that's perfectly fine and valid but then maybe like you said maybe you want to you know order a fight stick and uh, Mm -hmm. spend uh, you know spend money traveling around the country to different so yeah I think it just it just depends and I think it's like it's fine to uh to to spend that extra money, uh, you know, provided that you a can, <laughs> and b like that that you are getting joy out of what you're doing.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, I mean, you
1: also see things like, for example, people who play snooker or pool professionally. They'll buy you know cues and stuff
0: like that. I could go on. weird gloves.
1: <laughs> weird gloves are.
0: Like, yeah. a, clubs, clubs just you put odd-looking. on
1: like like you're about to operate for some reason. Yes. Because yes. you have to. Um but the the point I'm making here is that um along with I think I like the re-emphasis that Suritama places on the investment one has to make in a hobby. Firstly for its own sake of making that point, which I think is fair, it you know, Yuki clearly becomes a very good fisherman by the time of the end of episode eight. I mean, he catches the largest tuna. He once caught a fish literally this big. Um, yeah, I had to get that joke at some point. Um, but point being, um, on top of that, um, we've already established that fishing itself can be in this show analogous to, uh, you know, the method you use to control, you know, anxiety, like it's that kind of thing, you know, arm Mm. yourself with tools and such. So I like, again, it makes it clear that this is a difficult, uh, Mm. process with a barrier to entry. I'm not so, this does weaken the analogy a little bit that it's money-based, now, one could argue, well, we live in, you know, a capital society, so we have to pay for healthcare, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, fair. But I think moreover, it's also just generally speaking the will to act. Like, right. <clears throat> I mean, beyond like just the gradual learning of skills, sometimes the hardest part of like mastering something is simply getting over the first big hump of even trying it to begin with. Like if you, for example, go to the gym, I can guarantee you the most difficult time you have ever been to the gym will have been your first and it gets easier you Mm -hmm. might i mean that doesn't make it difficult like you know you don't suddenly start like bench pressing 100 kilos or something like, like the following day but i'm talking more in terms of what the social anxiety is for that like where my god that's a big investment it's a big investment for him to spend that much money on this kit how many times do you hear for example people like spending so much on like a hobby and they don't make anything out of it people who buy guitars for example
0: Oh, that's a tough... yeah, oh, yeah, you know,
1: you know what I mean, so mm-hmm. I like again that it reemphasizes that, but it does it in a slightly different way, where it's this time just more the big the big first hurdle rather than you know the gradual mastery that comes with the learning elements of the show with it being well, physical, is you... a is a bit sketchy for tying it together with my mm-hmm. idea of like it being you know anxiety control because mm-hmm. arguably the best way to control anxiety <clears throat> is just uh, from. You know, mastering it through skills, but I think also taking the first step seeking help is a big part of that, and maybe that's why it's trying to be analogy to. But yeah, I still like that.
0: Yeah, well, I mean if you think about it too, like he would taken a lot of steps before like spending the the sum of money was a big step, but like, you know, agreeing to get that job and work every day Mm. to save up his own money for it was like huge. And not to sound like a uh, not to sound like a huge capitalist here, but like um Even I think even more than, like, the money, like, it was his effort that bought that, you know, because he had to really make, uh, but be willing to step out of his comfort zone Mm -hmm. to work on this boat in front of these other people, and like, he made a lot of sacrifices, and he, like, I think was duly rewarded, um, and compensated for those, uh, and, and then able to, like, you know, get what he ultimately wanted, um, so it was like it was a hurdle, but like, you know, the the money thing I think again was just like a, a part of it. Like there was there was a lot that he did before that, and yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, I 100 percent agree. All right, uh, that's the end of my next talking point. Have you got anything else to add, Doc?
0: Um, well, firstly, I just want to say that white bait ice cream sounds terrible.
1: Yeah, terrible. disgusting. This, this-
0: is that a Forrest Gump reference by any chance? That sounds crazy,
1: but you've got the thing where um hmm. I don't remember I don't remember his friend's name, uh Bubba. There uh, we Bubba, go. Bubba, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just like shrimp cloud, shrimp soup, shrimp chowder, <laughs> like you you know, uh where he's got listing yeah. all the all the products, shrimp soup, like all that kind of thing. Is that meant to be a reference to that? I I somehow doubt <laughs> it, but it? <laughs> but I mean you know.
0: Yeah. Um Let's see, I, um, I think that the punishment, punishment, for, uh, Natsuki, instead of having his hair cut, I think they should have forced <clears throat> him to get rid of all his capri pants. Ooh. <laughs> like, buy full pants. You asshole. <laughs> Don't wear capri pants. At least he's, at least he's not wearing Jaws. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> that's true. Um, I will. I don't know. I sort of. I will put jorts ahead of capris. Um, S- some, when it comes people, to some people, men's some people, some people I know
1: will, some people I know will fight you over
0: that, <laughs> <laughs> dude. J- J- jorts Jorts a crime, honestly. I just don't think. I mean, granted, Natsuki can pull it off, so I think maybe it's not the worst thing, but there's like maybe one percent of dudes that could pull off capris <laughs> i just think it's a very difficult uh look to pull off for dudes that's well, just my own personal opinion and i'm just gonna point out this will
1: not become a patreon reward like you know for if we be to to Shade tries on a pair of capris <laughs> especially
0: the capris and like the like low necklines suit his big puffy hair and I agree with Mirror that like once he gets his hair cut short, it just throws off the look becomes so imbalanced to me. I thought that like the, the hair was central. Well, sort of the thing is, everyone has shaggy
1: hair in this. Like that's that's <laughs> also strange. Like everyone has long, floofy hair. Um, no one has short hair really in this. Off like maybe no. except with Keiko, but I don't know. Like no. I <laughs> again there's the caps as well but like no the thing is i agree like his hair is neither too short nor too long for it to fit it feels like it's in the in-between phase where it looks really weird Mm -hmm. but then again look at me who am i to comment moving on (laughs) um
0: so i really tender scene between sakura and natsuki once they've made up You know, Mm -hmm. the next day after uh, they found her and she wakes up and uh, sees that Natsuki's been trying to remake the necklace they lost. And man, she's a pure character, but like this is like I felt this is just such a mature kind of, I don't know, like discussion from her when she says, you know, big brother, I love Mari. And that's like the first point. Like, hey, guess what? I love Mari. Deal, you need to deal with it. To it. Yeah, you, you, you need you need to get on board. You need, like, you feel however you want to feel, but I love Mari. Mm. But sometimes I want to talk about mom. Like, we can have like both. Like, with why not? Natsuki both? was like why just not? living? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think he just hadn't. It just hadn't occurred to him that this was an option. And you know, and he says like, "Oh my God, like, like, well, let's like, me and you can do that as brother and sister when when it's just us, like, we can have that special time." And I just thought that was very sweet, and like the that scene like adds some texture to what could have felt like a really like. Very cookie cutter standard.
1: Oh, Nissan!
0: Like, kind I of. I love you, brother. We've made up. Let's ca- let's carry on as if nothing happened. you <laughs> right, exactly. Um, it it could have led to like, uh, I mean, sorry, not led to this. Their relationship could have been really phoned in because Big Brother is protective of pure little sister. Um, you know, very much the like. Were you waving uh, at someone off screen then? Uh, yes i was um the, <laughs> you narukami and nanako kind of you know deal but the, the this just has another dimension to it know there's more solidity more um it feels more real because she got pissed off at him and said you know fuck you big brother <laughs> like you're being a dick Yeah. then they have this discussion <clears throat> like you said they have to come to some kind of resolution Um, And like, they're not just acting like nothing happened. Um, And I mean, that's such an awesome, awesome scene. And and sort of related to that point, what you were saying, uh, like how (sighs) these two scenes relate together in my mind because I feel like sometimes in anime or fiction in general, right? Like characters reach a growth point and then it's like, well, I've done it. Now, uh everything is great. I've done what I needed to do. I've accomplished the goal. But like there's this moment when Yuki's talking to Keiko and he says, you know, I you know, I've been feeling pretty messed up inside, Grandma. Like when I whenever I said I was jealous of uh, uh, sorry, Natsuki's family, um, you know, it was like the for the very first time I was admitting how lonely I was. And, you know, that's a big deal. I said it out loud. And it's like sometimes confessing is only like the first step. Mm -hmm. Right. Sometimes, you know, acknowledging your feelings. I think in anime, sometimes it's like that is sort of the end all goal. And it's a huge step, like saying how you feel, acknowledging these pent up feelings that have been eating away at you is this huge thing. But it's not like the feelings go away after. It's not like you yeah. solved the problem. Like you still have all these feelings inside that you have to work out. He still has to talk to Keiko and work it out and like talk through it and talk to Natsuki. And like, I don't know, it's just like, God, it, the relationships can feel uh, they just do these little things to to make them feel really like just well realized and actual and not yeah. like here's a trope.
1: We we got to the end point and this thing is now done. No, that there is still discussions to be had after that. You know, we don't we don't have like the big emotional moment and then no one talks about it ever again. We yeah. have the follow up. We have the aftercare kind of thing if you
0: want to call it that. All right, I'll, uh, Kate, I can't I can't promise anything. I'm, I it, it might this, need this to is, come out again. This, this uh, is a probably d- bad podcast, Kate.
1: You know full well that it's going to come back. Yeah, yeah. All right. So my next talking point. um, This is regarding a scene between Keiko and uh, Haru, and I think this is in episode seven.
2: Really? okay. Okay. And
1: and oh man, the lines in this one, like, I have to wonder: is is Keiko saying these? She's telling Haru, like, okay, if you have to leave, make sure to tell people you're leaving. Oh, this is episode eight. This yep. is episode eight. Yep, mm-hmm. you have to tell people you're leaving. You know, you have to say goodbye. If you don't do it, I'll be mad at you. And mm-hmm. I'm like, is the are these lines meant for Haru, or for herself? I know, because God, it it pains me to think that she might not survive the show. I mean, it would make sense nar- narratively, and I say that through gritted teeth, because you know, Yuki's safe harbor has always been her and with her gone he then has to find his own way in life like where does he go next and all that so it would make sense for her to die but i really don't want it to
0: happen i'm i'm saying nothing you i saying nothing this is the oh. thing i actually remember so i'm saying nothing oh god <sighs> you see her die isn't i'm but but i there <laughs> we go it's gonna oh, be a bait switch <laughs> no oh, oh i see what you did there with the bait um no but like yeah i think that i think that was an intentional thing right um yeah that we're supposed to think very well done i love there's a couple con there's that this one and then the one where she's telling him how to react to being sad you know mm. like how do i get the sadness to go away well it's not a band-aid you know you have to you just have to try. And he's like, I just have to try. She's like, yeah, you have to try to do something about it. Um, Mm -hmm. You can't just leave things alone, Um, which is not always the best advice. But in, in this particular case, I think it's sound counsel. Um, Yeah. But there's like a lot of kind of unspoken feelings. And during, during those scenes, I felt like the air is thick with like, you know, uh, Is a double meaning. Like, is there some, like there's maybe some, uh, really kind of intense emotion behind some of these words. And definitely Haru like felt like in, in that conversation you're talking about, you know, it was like, she was saying that because she sensed that he was starting to pull away. You know, when he was saying Mm -hmm. like, you need to take care of yourself. You need to eat and drink and sleep um and there's like and i love that he when he's like acknowledging the thing she's saying it shows the back of his head he's facing away from the camera yeah so you yeah. can't I, I love scenes like that where it's like the the character
1: the staging is great definitely it's yeah.
0: great so you you don't they, they like they would be facing away from them because the emotion on their face they don't want anyone to see it they're feeling you yeah. know that kind of vulnerable I mean, I with, that. with Keiko's line about, like, saying goodbye, I
1: it's going to break my heart if she does pass on because I, I fear what will happen is she, if she is terminally ill, if she is palliative, is she saying that because A, she's going to do that and tell Yuki that that's going to happen, that she only has so long left to live, or is it precisely because she's telling Haru that because she herself can't go through of it, knows that, and wants him to be better than her and it hurts thinking about that, because both of those are perfectly viable, and it breaks my heart to know that, like, there's, in her shoes, I would understand her not wanting to tell you, because the poor lad's, like, you know, he's done so well for himself, but he's still, you know, he's still fragile. It, 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 he would never, for example, go out fishing again if he knew that she only had so long left so he'd spend every waking hour of her, which is admirable in its own right, but, I mean, we've already discussed this with Natsuki, like, Life goes on. Life does continue, and it all—oh God! It's all gelling together again, isn't it? There you is not it Is
0: that a Persona Five song or a Persona Four song? I feel like "Life uh, Goes On" is the name of a Persona song. It's not, but
1: it's close.
0: its, it's it, I see where you're coming from that. No, but what yeah. is it? Listen, I'm googling it. Uh, oh, life Persona, will change. There you go. Life goes on. It's life. life I know. Yes, yeah, definitely. That's the Persona Five one. But is there a Life Goes On one too? There is. Life oh, goes shit. on. Persona five. Life goes on extended. Two hour extension of Life Goes On. Well persona. we know
1: what, well we know what we're filling out rest of our podcast time out with. <laughs> hey. Uh all right. am um, I am done with that talking part, actually. Do you have anything else you want to bring up,
0: dog? I have one more thing. Um I don't think I have anything. Oh. I do, actually. The one other thing I wanted to say was uh like i uh th- this show works on the sly to to get you um oh oh does it it absolutely does it does, does it? so like in some some ways it doesn't right with one hand it's like bam it's coming at you you can see it but- it's going to slug you it's you, it's absolutely like punch right to your nose you see it coming and it hits you and there's nothing you can do about it but with the other hand it's got sneaky sucker punch because like the stuff with Yuki is is like amazing in its own right. It's really great. The stuff with uh, Natsuki's family. But then over the course of these four episodes in particular, before I knew it, I really fucking gave a shit about Yamada. Like, hmm. I mean, I've always liked tapioca, of course. I mean, how can you not? If, if you like, don't like tapioca, like, so I, I, will, unhuman. I will harm you. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, who are you? Uh, but like, yeah, by the end of the episode, I was like, fucking Akira, you're like a bro now, dude. <laughs> like, you're part yeah. of the gang. Yeah. Like, you're, you're in the crew and uh, they have the, their fishing challenge. It's really great. Because he starts off the set of episodes being like, you know, no, you don't yuki you cannot catch the tuna and uh (laughs) but by the by the end they're like uh they're they're cool with each other yeah and uh he's like haru you're not dangerous you're you're a cool sweet alien boy and i'm gonna tell my boss that
1: i'm like yeah you're you're awesome dude i mean yamada like he um he has his moment he has his moments where the real him breaks through from the you know super, super secret spy persona just yeah. a little bit. I, the thing is, like, I still think he's kind of gotten the short shift a little bit because I want to see like what the background is to him, you know, becoming part of the duck organization. And there's a phrase I've to say, the um, "Duck organization," but but <laughs> I, he does have his moments, like where he's like, "I'm not fishing. I'm 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 here for business purposes. I'm not doing it for pleasure," you know. You get to see little bits of him come through. And so that's good to, that's good to see. Um, all right. The final thing I will bring up then um, is this show is generally quite light-hearted, But there are moments where it manages to handle some real sense of menace. Uh, one of which is when Haru gets possessed by the villain of the show. I know. And know. he just starts jumping down like, humans are so interesting, yay, yay, yay. I'm like, Jesus Christ, if he was on, like, Akira manages to take cover. And, I, and this is, of course, the point when uh, Haru, like, whips out the super soaker. Uh, and he's yes. holding two of them, Guns Akimbo. No, of course he doesn't. <laughs> but that would be, that's that was like the next escalation. Daniel
0: Radcliffe is
1: Haru. <laughs> 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 I'm not going to see that. He night.
0: was the star of Guns Akimbo, right? yeah he was
1: uh, I like if it goes that meme image though where he's like this eh. like he's just, uh, <laughs> in his dressing gown and so- shit either uh, that we're gonna have like the John Woo fight where like Akira's like shooting at Haru with a real gun but then Haru's just flying through the air like with a John Woo leap and he's just firing off this little super soaker <laughs> pistol uh but no in all seriousness like that scene like on a dime you just go from oh god with our discontinuity even the time of days changed, which is a nice visual cue that oh mm. crap what's gone on here um and then haru's just jumping up and down. He's like humans so interesting he's, he's like trying to hit them with the water but then also all those fucking boats turning up like you you start with one you have like one boat that misses that like that's out at sea where they're dancing one of them misses the birthday boat and you have all of them turning up on the beach i'm like that's that's messed up that's actually legitimately creepy
0: yeah it, i know yeah i know and there's like huge fleet of them like an inordinate number of of battleship pieces <laughs> the, the boats very much just look like the four-piece battleship piece um from overhead but yeah no it's it was super uh disquieting i agree yeah it, so it handled that really well in my opinion mm-hmm. um and Again,
1: we don't know much about the villain. I don't think we ever really will need to know much about the villain, to be quite honest. Mm. But it being re- more-
0: this is the thing I don't remember <laughs> if if we get much on this or not. There's definitely mm. some of like what I do remember. There there are some of my my favorite scenes still to come in terms of uh, both emotional heft and pure comic hilarity. Yeah, I I'm overall
1: quite impressed with the show. Like, again, it's, it's going from strength to strength. We've also now hit the territory where my knowledge of it ends, because this is the point where I Ooh. stop watching. So, oh. the... So, appropriately enough for the final four episodes, like, this is a complete unknown for me now. I will go in with fresh eyes. Oh, wow. So, episode eight was the last one. It might have been seven, actually, but it was
0: either seven or eight. Was okay. Okay. Well, congrats. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to to now seeing your raw reaction to how it ends mm-hmm. so yeah
1: um i don't have any more talking points to add, uh, so shall we go on to racing the
0: episode let us do that indeed um i think that i would rate these uh pretty high i mean this is it was it was great uh great stuff um, we got a lot of different kinds of of uh, of content here. I think. I mean, we got like the real kind of healing, comforting stuff. We got some good family drama, mm-hmm. some intrigue about Haru and what's going on with uh, his uh, you know fellow uh, Eldritch God or whatever sleeping beneath the seas since time immemorial, and. um yeah, it was really funny. Like, it's always really funny. and But it's also, like, just really smart. You know, like you pointed out, the construction is so impeccable. And it looks great. I mean, the show, just always, like, the art design and color palette are just impeccable. So, I mean, I don't think that there's a lot to criticize. So, I'm going to, like, probably give it, um, like, four and a half CG triangles floating in the sky out of five. Oh man, they made the Bermuda Triangle, literal. <laughs> they did. They totally did. I loved it. We have some mm. blocks at home that look like this that it reminds me of. God, like, I... Whew,
1: I'm almost tempted to race it higher, actually. Um, which is, again, a rarity for us. Like, this is the point where, you know, you pull out this little party popper. Boop. Like that. Just <laughs> just throws confetti everywhere. We need, to, yeah. we need to like make this a special occasion. Um, I think that i mean my my feelings on the show are clear at this point of everything that i've said that's good about it. it's still legitimately fun it's still uh, got the perfect tone it's a wonderful show just to put on and feel good about even though there are moments that it does tackle where it's emotionally distressing and also there's a sense of palpable danger approaching at this point i mean arrow and uh coco make it clear this could result in everyone in the world losing their minds which is you know that's pretty apocalyptic that's up there it that's, is. That's, that's that's that's. It's not quite as a uh, you know visually jazzy as some uh, Roland Emmerich shit, but it's up there, you know. <laughs> you know, it's not some yeah. death spiral but It's still pretty bad. Um, mm-hmm. I wish Acurus, sorry, Al Yamada, still had a bit more meat to him in terms of backstory, like. Hmm. I can see that there's the conflicts rolling around with him. Like, I've got to be the duck agent, but I also want to like, you know, be with my friends and be more my own person. Like this, you know, duty versus, you know, the self kind of thing. I understand that conflicts there, but I wish there was more to it. Like we have like Haru accepted like Natsuki and Yuki, their backgrounds are fairly clear um, to me. Like we've got the backstory for those two pretty solidly, I'd say. Um, Haru, I don't mind so much because he's the interloper, quite literally. His backstory is that he is not like us and there is very little to it. Um, but for Akira, uh, for Yamada, I wish there was, still wish there was more to him. Maybe we'll get some more of that in the final episodes, I'm not sure. Um, I think the show has a lot of good lessons to say on like, how it's handling anxiety. I think it's very honest about its approach as well, that it's not going to be easy, which I think is very key. And that's in turn tied with how you said about like uh, Natsuki's interactions with Sakura. Like they don't have the big moment, big hug and then they forget about it all. They do talk afterwards. They do a debrief if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. So it handles all of its subject matter very maturely. It's very cohesively put together. Everything like meshes together. I think that the end villain being like you know the end of independent thought versus how independent thought can drive us wild, but also can give us so much is a great it's a beautiful and brilliant conflict um and I'm glad that they've gone all in on that with every element of the world building and all the emphasis on the fishing like it all matters it's not like I said where the fishing is just our sport of the week thing where it could have
0: been replaced with tennis or something like that you know it's a really great like kind of deal where once you're in the show you can clearly see the lines and how they connect together and Mm -hmm like, what things are analogous for. But if you were to step back from the show and just hear about the concept, you'd never be like, ah, like, you know, that hackneyed old nonsense, like, ah, the the baby's first metaphor or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a yeah, real it's, sweet spot.
1: Yeah, it's not it's not an interchangeable uh, thing that glues the show together here. It, mm-hmm. it can't, as I say, be tennis or snooker or I don't know, bull running or something. I don't know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, although I imagine Yuki would probably be very anxious about that, but for obvious reasons.
2: <laughs> Boy, anyway. Uh,
1: um, so in the end, I think I will give this episode or this block of episodes, I'm going to go with the same as you. I'm going to give it uh, 4.5 overpriced fishing reels out of five.
0: Okay. Very good. Excellent. Um. Well, I think that's probably going to do it then. For this second stream, Soditama, episodes five through eight. We've really, really enjoyed them. And we look forward to three weeks from now concluding uh, this discussion series. If you would like to get on these ASAP, you can see them streamed live on YouTube or catch them uh, on our Patreon feed by going over to patreon.com slash show and subscribing mm-hmm. the $3 tier, the condom money tier. There's two other budget-friendly options that, again, if you go over there, you can see how you can get Discord access, access to film nights, game nights, watch-alongs, um, extra content, all that jazz, and much more. Patreon.com slash waterydeshow. Thank you, lovely patrons of the kind of money and Viking experience tears for making this possible. Um, this body, this bad podcast, uh, loves you. And, you know, and, uh, folks on the free, if you are not able to support us also fine. we know we have fans that are not able to for many reasons, but you can help us out. If you head over to just our, you know, places that we are like, uh, Apple podcasts, uh, Spotify, YouTube, Twitter, you know, give us a follow, give us a like, click the bells, uh, give us the old five-star review on Apple pods. Uh, I know that if you don't use Apple podcasts, it's probably seems like a real pain in the ass to sign up, create an Apple ID just to rate a podcast. So like, look, if you're not already in that environment and that ecosystem, I totally get it. But if you are, we would love for you to spare the old five stars and the mm-hmm. the hey this podcast is great. Full five. It changed five. my life forever. <laughs> <laughs> uh in in that would help us uh be discovered by more people, which is what we want. So Tell your friends, tell your family,
1: tell your family and your friends, tell everyone, tell the people you meet in the street. Actually, no, don't because you're not be going outside in the moment. When you can when you can do that again though, definitely.
0: Uh when you go in the street, just wear a t shirt that has a QR code on it that links, but no, <laughs> d- no, no one uses. Oh, I don't know why people,
1: I <laughs> don't know why people already do that as a prank, but then again, I know like that would end up with you like, okay, uh, I'm going to load this up to my phone and Oh Jesus. <laughs> what is that donkey doing?
0: <laughs> it's riding so, a
1: unicycle. Don't worry. It's not anything sexual.
0: <laughs> so what, what content Shadon, have you got uh, planned for the next few days or so? Well, uh, early next week, I'll be recording another After Hours
1: episode. Why is After Hours? You might wonder if you don't know what it is. Uh, it's where our patrons get to ask us in Discord questions that we don't know about in advance. We just rip the spoiler tags off them at the time we record and we have to answer to, you know, to the best of our ability. So I'm going to be doing the second round of that. I'm looking forward to some very uh, probing questions of a nature, like why does your beard look like, you know, you've taken it from a steel wool, you know, mill? Uh, and also like, you know... How long do you reckon you'll be able to keep drinking before your liver packs in? Those may <laughs> or may not be the questions.
0: I suspect that's... Hard-hitting. <laughs> um, well, that's what alcohol does to It's very hard-hitting, yes. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I've, I've uh, <laughs> right after I recorded my second round, which is available for uh, the Royal Milk tier, our $2 tier, uh, so that's all patrons at all, all levels, um a bunch more came in so I've already got enough uh, enough ammo as it were to to go for round three so I may mm-hmm. be trying to do that in the next little while although it'll be difficult because due to the holidays as I mentioned earlier I have uh, we have guests so not always easy the easiest thing to do to record but I, I will I, if I can I do? will try to find some time you, you know what our patrons should do they should ask questions
1: that can be posed to your guests about you <laughs>
0: god please don't do that <laughs> i find it very uncomfortable talking to other people in my life about the podcast so uh, there you go I,
1: I I tell people that i know like I do a podcast and they just go
0: nice cool so does so everyone. about about that level <laughs> yeah if i was like new more nerdy people but these are like just aggressively normy people like militant normies so. oh the bilk toasts <laughs> <laughs> exactly yes mr and mrs milk toast indeed um first name milk last name toast yeah i feel like yeah i don't know enough mega nerds uh in the real world but i you know my my internet friendships more than make up for this so oh well, I, I, it, i'm very right. i'm
1: very glad you distinguished. like i always want to reveal that i'm secretly just a digital constructs and not actually a living being <laughs> so uh you put it out there a bit prematurely but yes i can confirm i am indeed just a hologram i'm very sorry I apologize if you felt diminished by my comment. I was not my No, I, I did not feel diminished at all. I felt it was a perfect time reveal that I've actually been living inside a computer all this time. See all this shit here: ones and
0: zeros, ones and zeros. All Shadan fake. is a great friend, one of my bestest online friends, or a friends of any kind. And he is a mega nerd, so I will amend that statement. Um. Well, after that, uh, I don't know. So, Final Fantasy VIII is—is is that over? It's over. Right over it, it, it's it, ended
1: in, it ended in the best way possible where I beat the final boss and the game crashed. So I had to <laughs> that's actually... Right. That's okay. I, I did that. I had to jury-rig in the ending by looking up on YouTube because <laughs> getting to that point would have taken too long and I didn't want to do it again live on stream. I guess Ultimecia really did get to con- accomplish time compression. <laughs> it's, oh, it's the most, that's hilarious, it's the, it's, dude. it's the best way it could have happened, like short of it glitching out and putting me back at the start this 1 again. Love a good Sweet Jesus. Uh, So I can also confirm as part of the content cycle that uh not this weekend, but the weekend after, I will be starting Final Fantasy X. I'm pulling a Microsoft, I'm skipping nine. Uh Mirror's say play Dragon Robert. Eventually. Eventually I will. But I'm getting the Final Fantasies out of the way because they're my comfort zone. Like the game he eased into the art of streaming. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I'll be playing. Yeah.
0: Put, I'll be put, you eventually we'll Mirror, don't worry. We will get him to play uh blind playthrough games. It will happen. He's he's <laughs> Yeah, but he's just wading into the waters with, with old reliables.
1: Yep. Yeah. Uh so uh that's my current content lined up at the moment. Uh there'll also be Christmas stuff coming as well. So keep your eyes out for that. Yeah, and again, and- if you listen to this on the free and thinking, hey, that all sounds pretty good, how do we get on this? Patreon.com forward slash dash show. Two dollar entry. It's mm-hmm. cheaper than a club night. And we're actually open.
0: The and the our patrons also, we should say, probably more often that they do kind of uh they, they organize their own anime viewings as well that we are not a part of, or with, I guess with, we don't have to be a part of, I know Shadon's been uh, taken part in the anime samplers. So, which they just watch an episode of a bunch of different stuff and talk about it. And I think that's happening this weekend as well. So, uh, if, if that, um, though, that, but by the time you free listeners, you, you damn freeloaders hear this, <laughs> um, that this weekend will have already passed. So, if the idea of watching a bunch of first episodes with cool people and talking about them sounds appealing, get your ass over to patreoncom slash and sign up for any tier to hop on our Discord. But that's enough plugging and shilling. Uh, it's time that we departed. Uh, cast us back into the great sea of the man! to reel us in in three weeks so we can talk about the last four episodes of this show Um, some point next week we'll do a pod for uh, Viking Experience tier patrons on Rakugo but until then I hope every one of you stays safe as healthy as Mm -hmm. you can and embrace each other everyone To the ends of the universe Good night And
1: praise to Dagon
0: (laughs) Bring back the brothers That's a rule
1: of freeze that laugh I'm sorry